it feels so good to be back doing the regular old podcast. Look at this. What's going on? All right, we can start now. Anything else? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. Uh, and uh, we are finally back after the amazing amount of reviews that we've had to do and also interviews that we've had to do and productions that we've had to do and whatever other <laughs> shit that we've had to do. Conventions, screenings, uh, people being out of town. A vacation. Somebody trying to become a wrestler. The uh, Movie the, challenges. Movie challenges that were failed and succeeded. Failed. <laughs> on varying degrees of success. The uh, No, yeah, I definitely failed that. Um, uh, Don't just, shame him because then you'd have to shame me too. So. Uh, well, he's the one that came up with the idea. Yeah, so, so I just came up with the that. idea and I it's failed. It's double shame for him. Yeah. It's mm, like true. shame, shame. Whereas David is not... This is kind of like regular shit. My homework. Sham. Regular shit. Sham. It's not even full shame. It's just the first four letters. Shaquille movie. No, that's his Amish cousin. That's a different kind of shame. It's a Shamil. What? Shamil. Shamil. Dude, I want to meet Shamil. Hail Shamil. The um. Shamil. Oh my god. That's fucking stupid. I'm sure the Amish demographic of our audience is going to be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Do we even have an Amish demographic? No, Wait, it was a. It was that is the stupidest thing you've ever said, and you said a lot of stupid shit since the years that I've known you. And that is the stupidest thing that you've ever said. But he's now dumber. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, so let's get Probably. back on topic. Um, <laughs> because so we never today, get on the topic. So today we're going to talk about a lot of the horror movies and comics that we've read over the last month. Sort of like a horror catch-up. Then we're going to talk about our favorite non-slasher horror movie kills. And then we have Mark's what? question of the podcast. We do. We do. Which you totally know what it's going to be right now. I actually do. Okay. The, uh, the um, and it. then we're going to, for our production half of... This episode, we're going to talk about Living Nightmares episode three and how that went. Yeah, absolutely. We shot it more than a month ago, and we're finally talking about it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Huh. So hopefully, we can remember what happened um, that, that those nights. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You will never forget. The uh, never forget. And then sure. uh, just uh, two quick updates about what's going on with us. Um, we do have a, a very very exciting interview. With Mr. Tony Wash of Scott's uh, Scotch Worthy Productions, if I can hook on hook on phonics myself, um, unless it's already gone up, in which case go check out that video. Please, please do. Um, it's uh, currently it's under not review. Up, if it's not up yet, then keep an eye out for it. Indeed, it's going to be an awesome interview. We're very excited. The uh, film local filmmaker out in this area that I've known for a very very long time. These uh, um, Zach and uh, Brandon were both, uh, you know, grateful to meet him at one of the conventions, um, uh, and you know, we're it was an awesome, awesome interview. If if it is up, please check it out. If it's not, keep on the lookout. And also, one of the big things is we do participate quite a bit on on Instagram, or at least I do, um, uh, making videos, saying hi, and everything else. Hey, please give us a follow. I love telling Brandon to tell us, hey, Brandon, what do, what do we, where do they follow us on Instagram? What's our Instagram? Midwest Horror Network. Yay! Follow us. It's awesome. So, all right, Brennan, uh, go ahead and uh, kick it off, and uh, any direction you would like uh, to talk about October. Uh, there are three things. Well, there's a movie, a show, 
And then I want to talk about some comics I read today. Nice. Uh, the first movie uh, we saw in celebration of my birthday the other week, and that was Doctor Sleep. <laughs> uh, David, what did you think of Doctor Sleep? Didn't watch it. Zach, what did you think of Doctor Sleep? <laughs> One of the best goddamn movies I've seen in a long time. Really? It was a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, you're really doing yourself a disservice. If you haven't seen The Shining, you're doing yourself an even bigger disservice. Watch The Shining. Go watch Dr. Sleep. You will thank me later. <laughs> I don't know why he needed to... Mark, what did you think of Dr. Sleep? Um, a couple things. Uh, one, um, the, the one big thing, the, the disclaimer I have with this movie, because I want people to know it. Um, if you are big fans of The Shining... Do not compare it to The Shining because it is its own movie. It does stand on its own. You don't need to, to compare it to it. Yes, does it have a lot of nods towards it? Yes. <laughs> is there a little bit of a, a fan service? Even though Brandon and I disagree on what fan service is. I think there's good fan service and there's bad fan service. This is absolutely the best kind of fan service. But don't compare it. I've seen this in a lot of reviews. Don't compare it to The Shining because they are two different films. That disclaimer aside... I was in agreement with you. I thought Us was going to be the best horror movie of the year. Uh, and now I have a decision to make. Um, because I think this was one of the best horror movies of the year. And not to mention, one of the best films I've seen all year. Uh, this was a truly fantastic um, movie. The The visual effects were, uh, were great when it needed to be great. The performances were fantastic. Ewan McGregor knocked out of the park. If I needed any concerns about Ewan McGregor uh, uh, being in the Obi-Wan television show, at least, at the very least, I'll know that he'll be awesome in it. I can't speak for the rest of the show, but I can I damn sure know that he's going to be great. In Mark, there. we've talked about this. It's not going to be him that fucks up the show. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, but the the child performance was great. This was It had compelling villains in it. The story got you hooked. And the, the wonderful part about this movie is it's a... <laughs> It's an old-fashioned movie. And when I mean old-fashioned movie is things don't need to be happening immediately out of the gate for it. It takes its time. It builds the characters. And and the funny thing is when I was watching this movie, I almost had to readjust my brain because I'm so used to films today that have to do something every fucking two seconds. Um, But this didn't need to do uh, something every two seconds. It took its time to build up his characters to have the quiet moments, to have the character building moments. So when eventually in the second end of the second act and into the third act, when the shit hit the fan, you actually deeply cared about these characters. The the characters snuck up on you um, in the best possible way. It really was a fantastic film. Go and see it in the theaters. It's it's worth every bit of the money that you spend. Um, it, it it's one of the best uh, one of the best films of the year. It really is. I really loved it as well. <clears throat> um, that and Us are basically the two best movies I've seen all year so far. Uh, still got about a month and a half left in the year. But um, yeah, it really was a horror movie epic. Like it takes place, like the, the story from beginning to end is a couple decades. It takes place over multiple locations. Um so it really did remind me a lot of the old epics from like the 50s and 60s in that way. And just like the big scope of the story, maybe even a little bigger in some ways in those old movies. Um, I loved all the characters. I do disagree with you about saying 
that it you kind of said nothing needs to happen every two seconds. I think stuff was happening every two seconds. It was just that stuff was set up. Um, Correct. It, it goes like I think Shane Black once said in an interview back in the back in the day, scripts were set up, payoff, set up, payoff, set up, payoff. But now movies just want to be payoff, 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 payoff. Um, whereas this movie did have set up, payoff, set up, payoff. Um, the villain was great. Every performance is great. Lurch from the Adams Family was in it, which that, that was nice to see. Because David got a picture with him in New Jersey, so it was cool to see him in a movie. That was a fun surprise. Um, yeah, it was. It was a fun surprise. Um, no Stephen King cameo. Oh. Um, Did you expect that to be a normal occurrence? And he was in It Chapter Two, so you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, I thought it was a worthy continuation of the Kubrick movie. Um, there are aspects of it that kind of combine the Kubrick movie with what King wanted to do with the original novel of The Shining. Um, yeah, I thought it was done really well. Uh, I was so wrapped up in the story. like it, I felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings for the first time again. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, it was that big of a movie for me. Um, yeah, I loved it. You go see it. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's worth your time. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for it. My wife wants to see it. The um, yeah, it's definitely worth your time. The um, uh, so yeah, that was uh, the the cap off to our adventure and your vacation from October. <laughs> the uh, vacation. Um, uh, the, my my failed vacation. Yeah, yeah. The. Uh, it was definitely a, a crazy thing, but uh, but yeah, we had a, a heck of an experience. We um, uh, not only in addition to watching you know that twenty five horror movie uh, piece challenge that David and I both failed, he, he failed it too. The um, and by the way, and all the way, Zach didn't actually keep to his list. He just uh, the more horror movies they were watching, oh, really? he just add, he just changed he movies changed. out. Of he just changed movies out. He cheated. No, I didn't cheat. I watched Shame. 25 horror movies. It was just a whole bunch of new movies I hadn't seen before. And I'm just like, fuck it. This was good. I'm adding this to my list. Shoot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm keeping my promise. With me, I didn't make a list. I just went with 25 that I hadn't seen before. Mm. Um, which, I guess I'll finish up my list. Um, yeah, sure. You can see the first part of my list on our Dark History and One Year Anniversary episode, which is the episode that went up before this. Um, in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah, it's the one that <laughs> we filmed in a hotel room in Champaign, <laughs> Illinois. Um, but yeah, to finish up my list, I watched We Are Still Here, which is kind of like a throwback haunted house movie in a way with Barbara Crampton. Um, it was alright. I really like it on a technical level. The story basically was everything I thought was going to happen, happened. But it was done well. Uh, Q, The Winged Serpent, uh, which is a Larry Cohen movie who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. Um, basically, this dragon is on the loose in New York City. Um, pretty good. Hmm. The aerial shots were spectacular. And then I followed that with another Larry Cohen movie, God Told Me To, which is about basically people are going on murder sprees and there's no connection between any of them except... They before they get killed off or arrested or anything like that, they tell the arresting detective, 
God told me to. And so the, te the detective starts looking into what's actually going on. Uh, then I watched a movie called Southbound, which is sort of an anthology. Yeah, it's like an anthology movie. There are five stories. Um, the first and the last stories were actually directed by the directors of Ready or Not, which is what made me want to watch this movie. Nice. Mm -hmm. nice. And basically the movie takes place on this one stretch of desert highway and... The stories kind of intersect. It's done really well. And it's like the beginning of one story is the end of the previous one. So it's not like one story ends and then it just cuts the next one or one story end, fade to black, fade to the next one. It's, they do bleed into each other. Like one ends, the other begins. Or the ending of one is literally the beginning of the other. Like they overlap like that. Yes. Um, so it's done really interesting. The middle story, I thought was one of the scariest stories I've ever watched in the last 10 years. Um, and it's about this guy who basically, he hit, he, he's going along that stretch of highway in the middle of nowhere. He hits this girl with his car and he gets 911 on the line. And, but of course, it's, you know, he's in the middle of the desert. What can he do? So it really plays into that fear of what can you do? In this situation uh so i just thought it was done really well um yeah it was i highly recommend southbound then i watched the slumber party massacre oh god do you know what this is no i don't but i, I but i'm very curious about the title it's probably exactly what you're imagining um i believe this was a roger corman produced movie in the early 80s or at least his company bought it i believe i i i, I know roger corman has something to do with it uh what's interesting is the original screenwriter wrote it as a spoof of slasher movies but the director didn't get that, so it was directed as a straight-up slasher movie. Huh. So you have some lines that are a little weird or a bit funnier than you think they would be. Um, the irony was lost on the director. The irony was lost on the director. Uh, huh. He's just reading it. But yeah. It's, okay. This is brilliant! <laughs> we it's... must produce it! This will be the next Friday the 13th. The next Nightmare on Elm Street. I believe this is pre-Nightmare on Elm Street. I think. Yeah. I think. It's going to be the next Halloween. <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious. 1982. So it's after Friday the 13th, but before Nightmare on Elm Street. When was Nightmare? 93? 84. 84. 84. 84. Jesus Christ. Um, 93. Yeah, I'm fucking... It's a pretty straightforward shit. slasher movie. The killer is the driller killer. He has a drill. And, and he kills... And he's coming after high school girls. So he drills them? I, I, I'm sure Freud would love this movie. Yeah, he drills yeah. some high school chicks. Um, I dig it. But <laughs> it, it really... I see where the translation was. It lost. really isn't that good of a movie, but there's a line that happens early on that just made me go, I want to remake this movie with the same script... But any female part, I want to turn male, and any male part, I want to turn female. I want to do a complete gender swap of every single character in this movie for a remake. Um, oh God! <laughs> the, this, this and, and, and I'm and I'm friends with these people, <laughs> and Kim included. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. 
uh, jury's still out on that. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was a fun movie, uh, though not very good. Uh, then there was Stage Fright, 1980s slasher movie. Basically, there's a theater group rehearsing a play. There's a killer in an owl mask killing them. Then I watched Night of Something Strange. That's about how important that movie was. Yeah, yeah that was... Yep. The music was good. The music was good. Um, so it's about a theater club. I hope it's good. Then there was uh, Night of Something Strange, which uh, our friend Justin kept recommending to me. And this one took a while to really get going for me. But once it got going, it was really entertaining. And then it just kept going. So, so it's like... The first part and the last part, I don't really care for, but the middle I thought was good, mm. which is weird because usually it's the opposite, where it's like you have a really strong beginning and a really strong end, but the middle just keeps meandering. This was the exact opposite. That's weird. It's about a killer STD. Isn't that it? It's follow. It follows. No, it follows mm. like this presence follows you. Uh, it's caused by th this is a literal virus that turns people into zombie creatures it's, it's kind of like slither it's like a low budget slither mm. okay okay it was gross it was a really gross movie um, but it had a very entertaining middle um, I, I liked the uh, the front desk clerk at the motel um, like he would say things that just sound. Like, either he would say it, like, he has such a southern accent or this, like, mumble accent that you think he's saying something bad. But, like, there's a part in the beginning where he's like, do you want to like my balls? What? Do you want a wake-up call? What? It's like American Psycho. Yeah. Like, I'm, in, yeah. I, I'm into murders and executions. I mean, murders and acquisitions. And then there's a part where one of the characters is walking out of his room and he's passing the clerk. And the guy has a condom stuck to his back. And the clerk just says, Dick bag, what'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on. And then the last, the 25th movie on my list is Nightmare Cinema, which is another anthology movie with segments by David Slade of 30 Days of Night fame. Cool. Uh, Mick Garris, who directed The Stand and a lot of other Stephen King stuff. And Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins, Matinee, Gremlins 2, The Howling, Piranha, Splatter. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk, we should talk about Splatter a little bit, because we did watch that. Do we have to? Yes, it's been mentioned. It has to happen. Uh, um, but you know what? I'm getting some of that, cause, and, then, and then we're going to talk about The Haunted Houses we want yeah. to. Yeah, but yeah, uh, which oh. Splatter was 10 years before Nightmare Cinema, and Joe Dante's segment in Nightmare Cinema was actually the best one. Um, so Nightmare Cinema is basically just five stories. It's, they really have no relation to each other. It's like somebody enters a movie theater, the projectionist played by Mickey Rourke shows them a film, which is of like their greatest fear or their death or something like that. And Mickey Rourke with a random part in that. That's cool. Yep. He's basically the crypt keeper of it, ah. but he's barely in it. Ah. Um, but yeah, Joe Dante's segment is about this woman. Like the crypt keeper. <laughs> like... But yeah, the, the, Joe Dante's segment is about this one that's going through some plastic surgery to remove a scar on her face, but her fiancé asks for some other procedures to be done as well, and it just has this really weird sense of tension, and it just really, it really does get under your skin, pun not intended. Um, 
yeah, it, it was <laughs> worth it. It was, it, it was a really, it was, it was a really creepy segment. Uh, the first segment starts off as like any other slasher, but then there's like a neat little twist halfway through, where you find out the slasher is actually the hero of the story. Oh, oh. That's a yeah, kind of interesting uh, twist. That's a really um, interesting twist. <laughs> thanks for spoiling it, Brandon. Yeah, there's a little more to it. Uh, thanks for spoiling it, Brandon. The third story is basically directed by a guy who just got the idea of the image of a Catholic priest killing demon-possessed children. Cool. Sure. Um, fourth segment was black and white and weird. Um, is that what the title was? No, it's like there's this woman waiting... For a doctor's appointment at the doctor's office, and then stuff just gets weird. I want to make that movie. Black and white and weird. It's a good title. Yeah, it's a good title. And I don't really remember the fifth segment. Cool. Um, overall, it was a very enjoyable anthology. Um, now, as for keeping of Mark's promise of my top five from the 25 that I've watched, and I'm just going to do the quick ranking. I'm just going to do the quick listing here. Um... At number five, The Town That Dreaded Sundown remake. I talked about that in the last video. All, all my top five I talked about in our previous video at the hotel. But at number five, The Town That Dreaded Sundown sequel, I should say. It wasn't a remake, it was a sequel. Uh, number four, Behind the Mask, the, Re the Rise of Leslie Vernon. Neat little mockumentary, very enjoyable. Uh, number three, Willard with Crispin Glover. He controls rats. That was very oh, good yeah. character-driven horror movie. Uh, number two, from the music box of horrors, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. I really want an official release of this in America. It was such a great movie. You weren't there when I talked about it, but it was a Japanese movie shot on Super 8 film in 1995. Didn't start editing until like 2009. Wasn't completed until 2012. And wasn't released until 2015. Somebody found that fucking film in a closet somewhere. And just said, well, I'm just going to start editing this. It was amazing. Eh, maybe we can make a few bucks off this. Fuck it. Let's put it together see what happens. It was amazing. And then my favorite movie from the 25 that I watched is Summer of 84. I figured. I figured oh, yeah. it was going to be that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I gushed about that in our previous video. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, next up. Uh, I watched Shudder's first season of the Creepshow TV series. Well, hold on real quick, though. I want to I want to skip on this, though, because I know Zach also did this oh, yeah. as well. You want to talk about your top five? Everything else. I, I would love to hear your top five. You know, I know you're not, you know, you're not going to go into all that crazy detail. So let's see. My top five. Um... All right. None of you guys have seen this. It's a movie called Zaram. Yeah, you talked about that. I don't know what that was even. Yeah. yeah, so I talked about it in, I think it was our Monster Movie podcast, and I hadn't seen it in fucking forever, and I wanted to track it down, so I figured I'd rewatch it for the... The cats are losing their minds over there. Yeah, that's the a little one. cat did something. Did someone fall? No, he just ran so fast that the rug slid under his feet, and he boosted forward and then crashed into the corner <laughs> of the door. Oh, cats. Uh, Saram, okay. Yeah, so, so essentially this uh, alien prisoner escapes from intergalactic jail, goes on Earth, and um, 
they trap it in this separate dimension thing that's pretty much an exact replica of what the area looks like. And um, it's just this space bounty hunter trying to fight it and catch it, but these two dorks somehow end up getting involved. They get transported with the monster, so now they're stuck in the middle of all this thing. And it's just one big hectic monster fight, which is pretty awesome. It's, the only thing I didn't like about it was the dub. It was terrible. It sounds like Bill and Ted meet meet Mothra. Mothra? <laughs> what? Mothra or whatever whatever they. I would pay to see Mothra. that. That should be Bill and Ted three. Yeah, the Godzilla villain Mothra. Yeah, I, uh, just I'm just why Mothra? I don't know. Mothra's not even a bad monster, so I'm just. I don't know. Of all the monsters you could choose, Mothra. I don't know. Godzilla. Right. Maybe Godzilla. I don't know. All right. They're uh, all the same to Mark. Yeah, Let's pretty see. much. Okay. So, Zoram, that's number five. Number four, 13 Ghosts. <laughs> the original <laughs> or the remake? Oh, uh, the remake. Okay. Yeah, the 2001 remake. Love that movie. Oh. Matthew Willard, Man. fucking hilarious. Matthew Lillard. Oh. It's a good one. I love yeah. that film. But coked out. Um, number three... Nope. It was just a big surprise that I just didn't turn it off, which is why I'm putting it here. Unfriended. By my recommendation, <laughs> sir. Really? I just I decided on a whim one night, you know what? Fuck it. I can watch it. Let me I gotta it. I gotta hear about this because I want to hear what you thought about it. It was didn't, you didn't it wasn't say anything. bad. It wasn't good. It was just I was intrigued enough to keep watching to see where the fuck it went, and I'm just like all of you people deserve to die. Actually, that's exactly how I felt when I left the movie. I was like, I was like, I'm not like I'm kind of glad all of you died because you're all are terrible like, fucking people, terrible people. Seriously, I didn't want to spoil are you people. This, wow. I didn't want to spoil it to you, Zach, but I, I'm so glad that you had that like, same experience. Good God, you find out, you find out in the movie, like you, like you kind of, you kind of feel a little bad at the beginning, but at the, by the end, you're like, I'm fucking glad all of you are dead. <laughs> you're all are terrible fucking people, all of you. The um, uh, although um, I, one of the deaths from that is going to make our um, our list for me actually. Really? Okay, I can't wait to hear uh, which the, one. It, it's probably the one you, you're thinking of. I I don't know. Fat kid. <laughs> yeah, you so already fucking stupid. I know, but I love it. <laughs> it's great. The um, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. Uh, number two was Insidious Last Key. The series is... I, I watched I watched two Insidious movies from my life. Last Key was... I thought it was a phenomenal horror movie. It, it was a great high-tension-filled horror movie that didn't rely on jump scares. It relied on high-tension moments, and it was a good story as well. I was very surprised. I was just like, wow, this is nothing like the second one. Brandon reacted like a southern lady <laughs> whose ancestors were just insulted. Like, I do declare! It's the fourth one in the series. Yeah. And you still thought it was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. If I have to say, um, if you're going to watch the series, one, two, three, if you really want to, but it's very pointless. And uh, part four. Uh, which, uh, number one? Uh, Friday the 13th Vengeance. <laughs> nice. Not surprising. I Go had on. so much fun watching that Not movie. Surprising. Dude. It was such a brutal, uh, badass Friday the 13th movie, really and I was. fucking it was. love it. How many kills again in that film? Somewhere between... 42. Some, somewhere between those two. Yeah, numbers. somewhere between 30s and 40s. They yeah. went nuts. <laughs> the, uh, um, I'm actually... Because I didn't fucking fail this challenge, but I am going to pick... I'm going to pick three. 
Um, because that's all he watched. That, well, I, I watched way more than that. But <laughs> oh, did you? I, I watched more than that, but more, uh, but not as much as I would have liked. Um, I'm gonna pick biggest disappointments, um, biggest surprise, and and probably my favorite. Um, biggest disappointment uh, was uh, your next. It was incredibly disappointing. Oh, I want to see that. that it's incredibly. I I I I watched it and I'm like, this is. You know what's so funny? I, I was going to say, I have a question. Were you disappointed because of the ending? Because my buddy, when I used to work at the theater, he said he loved it until the ending. The ending was incredibly fucking stupid. Yeah. And pointless. Like, there was like there's no point. Nothing led anywhere. Yeah. Um, The second thing, the second big thing about this is it makes all these top ten lists for most intelligent character in a horror movie. She's intelligent. She's only intelligent because everyone else is fucking stupid. And honestly, and honestly, you know what you know what it is? It's a fucking diehard ripoff. It's a horror version diehard ripoff. And the crazy part about it, and I like I, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. I feel because, like you've been saying that about a lot of movies recently, but, or maybe I'm just overthinking. But the, the the funny thing is, that movie did what it, what the concept of this of this movie is doing a hundred times fucking better. Like, don't get me wrong. There's it's and the ending. Is exactly the, let's take the supernatural element out of uh, out of uh, Ready or Not, and you'll get your next. Just do that. Just take the supernatural. Here's element. the thing. I feel like if you take the supernatural element out of it, like if that thing at the end never happened, it'd still be a good movie. Oh, it's it's, it's a great, but but take the supernatural uh, supernatural element out of the plot, and then you get your next. So as in you just remove the whole game thing? And you remove the whole like, game thing, remove the whole devil I, thing, and then you get what your next is. It's a bunch of rich people that that start slowly dying. You know, that it, it, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, you know, if you really want to see it, but how, what they're doing in the movie, I watched the movie and I'm like, this, uh, like, Ready or Not did it ten times better. It was a better quality movie. Don't get me wrong, there's a few badass scenes that I enjoyed with her, That a few cool things that she did. But all the plot points I saw from a mile away, anything else, not to mention, and I and I guess I probably saw it a mile away because when this came out, it was more original, I suppose. But a lot of these other movies that have come out since then, I I, I can I I know those tropes. Those are those are the you know those are newer tropes. But ultimately, at the end of the, end of the day, these people made stupid decisions that made her look like a genius. I saw the the plot coming from a mile away. Generally, it was just disappointing as a movie. And I already saw a movie that did the concept, a similar concept, ten times better. And it was and it was Ready or Not. Um, if I had to take those movies heads up, Ready or Not is miles ahead of your next. And it was one of those things that it was very disappointing because it makes all these lists. And I've been told good things. And I'm like, fuck, I want to take this movie out. And I ended up watching it. And I'm like really fucking disappointing it was disappointing because it was bland like there wasn't a lot going on i mean yeah it was a cool cool you know a couple cool kills but the more i thought about it like you know i'm like well that was stupid well why didn't you do that well this is stupid oh it's oh let me guess it's it's you know i'm sorry guys spoiler alert, i have to do this oh well let me guess it's it's the twisted brother who's killing his whole family to get to get inherit all their money Oh, wait a minute. It's her boyfriend that's been disappeared for like 20 minutes, you know, and maybe he's dead. He's not dead. He's a part of the fucking scheme. Anything else. I said this for a mile away. 
and that and just more and more things. And then, by the way, they kill the whole family with knives and crossbows. And they're assassins. They're former military assassins that show up with fucking crossbows, opposed to silencers with actual guns and weapons. If these guys were real military guys, they would have showed up with actual guns to murder these people if they were actually assassins. It was fucking amateur hour for all these guys. And the more I got more upset. Like, ready or not, perfect example. Those people weren't killers. Like They, they were just rich people. They were just rich. They weren't expected to do that. The guys in this movie are, are they're killers. Like, they're, they're people in the military who, you know, these were the guys who were in charge of, you know, aggressive um, interrogation. Like, they were those guys. So, and you got me to believe that they're killing these people with a bunch of booby traps and fucking crossbows? Fuck you. Seriously. The, um, it just, I felt the same way, the same emotion that I felt about um, Pain and Gain. It's the same emotion I felt about this. It was just disappointing. It was a cool premise and a couple cool characters and a couple cool movements wrapped in a really overall disappointing movie. Um, uh, and, it, and it kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. It um, uh, so I take you're not going to be looking o- looking forward to the crossover movie Ready or Not, you're next. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm half looking forward to it because I loved half of that, but I'm not loving the other half. Um, uh, but I am looking forward to your remake, though. Um, uh, the one with the Francos. Um, uh, which is, what's the title of that, of that one that you wanted to do? Maybe it's the slasher. Uh, um, no, it's the, uh, um, uh, oh, the, the combination of, uh, the disaster artist and, uh, and this is the end. I'll let you think. No, of no, that, that was my combination of the interview. And oh, the, the interview. Scene. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. My idea for that was for a sequel for the interview where the real Seth Rogen and James Franco <laughs> are hired to kill the real Kim Jong-un. Uh, North Korea, they succeed, and in retaliation, North Korea nukes Hollywood, and the only survivors are our most popular comedic actors from today, and they have to survive in this post-apocalyptic Hollywood wasteland, and the title would be The Interview 2, This is the End Again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. I would help make that. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, it's, it, was, it was a rel- it relatively um, a disappointing movie. Here's the fucked up part about that. I feel like if they ever, for some reason, watch this podcast and see it, their eyes are going to whine. They're going to be like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> it would work. That's the thing. It's, I think and, it would legitimately work. And Brendan doesn't do drugs or, or, or drink at all. He that we know sober. of. Sober. Done. He, it came that was a, my own dark and twisted soul. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, uh, what if he really does? He's just really good at hiding it. It's too much sugar. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, that makes more sugar. sense. That's that's sugar his, high. That's that's his vice. <laughs> you have no physical evidence to support that. I can find a Starburst wrapper right over there. Here. You're <laughs> worse than the kids from Heavyweights. Oh my god. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find a fucking nice. tree stump in the in the backyard with fucking shit inside of it while you're hiding away from Ben Stiller. You're gonna be diabetic in five years, Brandon. What the fuck? Five years, more like five months. Yeah, no. All right, biggest surprise. Or now, um, uh, Tucker. Got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, uh, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil um, uh, was one of the biggest surprises. I had so much fucking fun with that movie. It was an absolute blast. I talked about it on um, on the post that I made on Instagram. Um, the the horror was great. Um, uh, the comedy was great. 
Um, it had a great story, a great premise about it. It was very clever. Um, it actually had, uh, the surprising part about it is it actually had heart. Uh, you know, it actually had good emotion and good characters. I gave a shit about these guys. And it's it, it was just incredible bad luck what happened to these guys. Um, and some of my, and actually there's there were some great death scenes that were so much fucking fun. Including a moment where a guy, and one of the teenage kids tries to attack um, uh, the guy and falls head first into a fucking wood chipper. It's fantastic. Um, uh, it was one of my, the, I, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to like it. Um, I didn't think I was going to love it. Um, uh, and I absolutely loved it. I would watch it again. It's, it was an absolute blast of a movie. Um, and without fail, um, as much as I love, uh, um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil, um, uh, the shining, um, uh, after seeing it after 10 years, um, is, is truly fantastic and definitely gets my pick for my number one, uh, you know, favorite. Um, From the twenty five, not twenty five that you watched. Correct. Um, the and three I, that he watched. And I probably right. And I probably would pick that one. Um, I watched several other ones. Um, uh, not several, maybe two or three after that that were. Eh. Um, uh, although I d- did have a lot of fun with Freddy vs. Jason. I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> through that whole movie. Um, uh, <laughs> it, it it was not meant to be a comedy, but it certainly felt like it. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Shining, I, who, you know, what can I say about The Shining that hasn't already been said? Um, it's fantastic. Um, if you have not seen The Shining, I'm, go fucking watch The Shining. That, that's all I can say about The Shining. Uh, it, it's, it's well worth your time um, uh, to watch. It, 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 it's a master class in, um, in building proper tension in a movie. I mean, you know, and it has great, th- you know, when you hear us joke about Stanley Kubrick all the time. But at the end of the day, as much as the uh, much as the guy was a bastard in a lot of ways, um, he was a fucking genius. Um, uh, so go and see the go and see the shining, um, uh, please. It's really really for good for the five of you who haven't. Yes, correct. <laughs> of the fifteen people that are watching, um, <laughs> seek out the four K disc. Um, yeah, that was a super awesome thing to do too. Um, is to see it um, on on Brennan's four K. Really really awesome. So, uh, David, any from your list that you want to share? Uh, sure. There, there's a few in there. Um, one that's not my top five is Scream 3. That, uh, <laughs> and my, <laughs> and on my, uh, <laughs> Don't feel bad. I watched it, too. Oh, I like, wanted... Oh. See, I wanted you to watch it because I wanted to hear your reaction for it. It's bad, man. Here's the thing. I went through the entire series just because I was just like, fuck it. Even four? Yeah. What'd you think? Meh. Really? I like four. I don't remember four. I like so. Like, I would have to watch that. Um, I love love the first one. It it had a really, I would say probably the most interesting kill of the series. Which, uh, the cop gets stabbed in the face and he's just going. Oh, <laughs> oh, is that four? Yeah. Is that four? <laughs> Fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> just like. That's, um, okay. He's literally talking on the cop, you're like, cops always die, unless you're Bruce Willis, then you live. Yeah, no, like, I'm like, God, the kills in these movies are so fucking basic. Dude, do something other than a guy with a knife, what do you expect? Do more with it, get creative. Dude, how can Freddy uses glove with knives and he gets creative, Jason, you... you Hold on, hold on, there's one one kill in in Scream 4 I'm surprised you didn't uh, didn't even mention. Was the was the girl? 
Um, by the, the hanging one? No, not the, not no, in four that gets her intestines taken out in her fucking bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent... Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck he wants, really. Like, that that kills probably the best one out of all of the screams. Um, uh, I highly recommend it. Anyway, I want to hear more about three. Uh, <laughs> I really do. You really... You sure? Yes. It was... Rough to get through it. Because, uh, like, in the beginning, it's like, um, you know, we start off with Cotton in the car and he's got that phone call. You I, know, from, see, I enjoy that, but, I enjoy, everything, but everything else goes but, downhill from there. Yeah, but it literally was like right after that, like, um, when he's like stalking his like girlfriend or whatever, and we're listening to, you know, Creed while he's like stalking her. <laughs> like, the There's the a the lot radar. of Creed so in Scream 3. A lot of Creed. So I'm not a fan of the soundtrack for sure. That, that, I think that overall is probably what took me out of the film. Oh uh, man, that, I don't understand, dude. I guess because it, it's it was two thousand and it was it was the music. Oh, I know. But there's a lot of fucking. Creed. There's a lot of Creed in there, so. Was... I don't know why. The um, oh, you know what though? But you, as much as I hate, I, I, I don't hate it, but I, as much as I dislike Scream Three, Carrie Fisher cameo. It's great. It's great. It was great. The um, uh, you know, there were two moments I liked in that movie: the Carrie Fisher cameo. And the part where he reads a script, fuck. You know, the, 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 those who can smell the gas, the, uh, oh my god. The f- Dude, the one girl, man, like, oh my god, playing of the fucking Chiefs. What does it say? Yeah, uh, oh my god. The, uh, I get, dude, oh my god. The, Kevin Williams must have had the same fucking reaction as the deep fake that George Lucas had watching the fucking trailer for the new Star Wars going up. And like, like, I'm so glad I wasn't involved in this bullshit. The, um, dude, that's that's the problem, though. That, because Kevin Williams was it, it had very little to do with that, with that movie. He write, wrote a basic outline for it, and that's it, because he was fucking jammed up with other other projects. Oh, look, you dropped something. The, the plot. plot. <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, because Kevin Williams was was uh, Williams was not involved in that movie, it suffered uh, greatly. Yeah. The um, uh, it's it's a fucking shit show. Isn't Jane Silent Bob in that movie yeah. for yeah. two seconds? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the, that was, that's probably like one of my favorite parts. And Wes Craven was also in it. Back when they made cameos in everything for some reason. Yeah, like the span of five years, they're just like, oh, really? we're gonna invade this now. Yeah. The oh god, the uh, they're just honestly, man. It, like it, everyone's winking to the camera except Patrick Dempsey, the, uh, who's actually somewhat taking it seriously. But man, he can't. Not even he can save that shit. Yeah. The um uh, yeah oh god, Man, I, was, I was tired of seeing the same. It's it's like basically the same story over and over. It's like uh, trying to kill you, Sydney. Guess who I am? And then we, it's kind of like obvious. Who is it this like, time? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I just I wasn't expecting it to be like spoiler like brother or whatever half brother, but I did expect so it to be you know stupid. the the director is like oh, it's kind of obvious I, 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 there. The uh, I did enjoy the uh, the the video. It, it, it's it's a shoehorn plot point, but I did enjoy the uh, the video from Randy. Um, uh, yeah. He was taping it from college. Yeah. And everything else. Like if I did die, I regret uh, losing my virginity to Karen Kolchak <laughs> from the at the video store. And like, Creepy Karen, shut up. She's really nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Scream Three. Yeah. It's something. 
yeah, like my like my my overall like issue was just the the, <laughs> the soundtrack and the sound design there was just it it, it took me off. It, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I, I, good I, for you. I, yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. And, and you talk a little bit more. You're talking to a huge <laughs> a, a huge scream fan. I'm a very big one, and and I I see uh, three's a, a problem. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't on Only? my top five, but I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> Um, so number five, Lake Placid, uh, one of my favorites. Nice stuff. Very sci-fi nice. is it's, they actually use an animatronic, you know, uh, croc to, um, you know, do the kills and, and everything, which was awesome. It wasn't a digital CGI crocodile. Like the next 27. So, yeah. And by the way, how <laughs> awesome was Betty White? Awesome. Oh. Feeding the little, the baby ears towards the end with bread. Freaking awesome! I, I thought they were gonna do something like for like the next installment. I, I'm sure everybody was excited cool. for the sequel to like Placid, and then now we're just looking like how the fuck yeah. did we get here? Yeah. Like what? Seriously, what number are they on at this point? I have no idea. I don't know, but I know it's expensive to to do like animatronic anything, but I enjoy. It was freaking oh, awesome, dude. Fucking Betty White and everything else. <clears throat> and Betty White is probably dude, one of dude, my favorite line. It would, what was that line and everything else? If I, if I had a dick, dick this is a fucking. The thing is, she's telling about killing her fucking husband, and like, oh yeah, he yeah, was a bastard. He, he used bastard. to beat me, so I, so I knocked him over the head with a frying pan and laid him, uh, get him to the crocodile. And she probably did. Oh, that is that. Oh, oh, Betty White, yeah. you're great. Then the uh, number four would be Drag Me to Hell. Um, and then also is going to make one of our lists for like uh, favorite kills. Right. That's non-slasher. Um, one of those still, it stands. It's one of those films um, that actually can get me to, you know, do a jump scare. It was this and then As Above, So Below were probably the only films so far that I've watched um, growing up that actually got me to scream. Because hmm. I was watching As, yeah. As below, uh, as okay, above, what? so below, right? So I have my headphones and I'm oh, watching. Oh, that's There's why. one moment <laughs> in there and I'm, ah, I actually screamed. I was like, that's weird. They came out of me. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's just I'm like, a grown the, man. I don't the fuck was like that? that? Yeah, I was like, the fuck was that? Because ever see that movie Accepted uh, when they sneak into college? Fucking Jonah Hill, like a dead body falls from the top from the, <laughs> yeah. from the ceiling, and he screams really high. And <laughs> like, they're like, "What the hell was that?" And he'd be like, he's "Like, yeah, guys, it'd be really cool if you didn't tell people I screamed like that." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was odd. Like that was probably the the first time I've actually made a noise watching a horror film like that. Nice. I, I don't scream watching horror films, <laughs> so it was odd Apparently to myself. Well, apparently oh, I do. That's, uh, that's interesting. I was like, what the hell was that? That is very interesting. So, yeah, that was uh, that was number four. Number three was The Faculty. Um, I still need to watch that. I heard good things. Elijah Woods and then So it, it was John Stewart's awesome. in it. Yeah, John Stewart was the uh, science teacher. It was freaking awesome. Okay. Wasn't Selma Hayek also in it? No. Uh, what's her name? No, it's... Um... Uh, Jordan... Rooster, I think. The freaking um, Jean Grey from X Men. She was in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Also, is gonna make one of the uh, my list today for kills as well. Towards the end. Yeah. 
you would like that film. I recommend watching the Faculty it's... if you haven't. It's one of the first sci-fi films I've ever watched. At some point, I'll watch it. I've heard about it so many times that I need to get around to doing it. It's a good it. movie. It starts with an Offspring song. Yeah. <laughs> better, like, it's better than a Creed song. Eh, fair. <laughs> and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay, I can live with that. Actually, I think I, th- I think uh, Creed song actually plays in the faculty, if I remember correctly. I, lo- I love it how there's just some directors that just buy you enough goodwill. You know, every time you say... It was directed by this, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, I I guess I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. I think at this point, a lot of horror movies in the 90s had a lot of Creed in it. (laughs) Because that one had Creed. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't understand why Creed was everywhere. Creed was like herpes or glitter. It's fucking everywhere. Creed was in movies. Corn was in shows. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I started noticing that. Hmm. That's I didn't weird. know that. That's a weird fact. Uh, number two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Still to this day, it holds up. It's, I think, 1973, Still holds up. Um, the, the walking IMDb. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think it was like too much for the uh, audience at that time. I think it was pulled from theaters. Um, I could see why it was pulled from theaters. <laughs> you know, the big freaking guy with leather face that was made from your skin is running around with a chainsaw killing people so i could see why it was too much um also one of my favorite scenes towards the end is when um there's a i think it's cutting her her, uh finger so that her uh their dad can i guess suck the blood or whatever off her finger he actually did cut her finger because he was so hot in that suit, because they're filming in Texas, and he's got that bodysuit and the mask on, so it's like over 100 degrees. And I guess the um, prop knife wasn't working, the blood wasn't coming out, so he actually just took the knife and cut her finger and just started sucking the blood out. So that was interesting fact that I you know, found out. Good for that. So I was like, wow, that was actually her reaction, her finger being cut. Wow. So that was... Cool. And again, it, it holds up. If you haven't watched Texas Chances on Massacre, it might be a little too much for you, but I do recommend that. But, yeah, that was number two. Fair enough. Fun uh, movie. Number one was Strangeland. I had to watch that again. That's with D. Snyder starring, wrote it, and I think he produced it as well. I still need to see it, this movie. You should see it. it, your, it your wife also came up to me and said you, that you need to watch yeah. this movie. I think that once we get that uh, Blu-ray burner or ripper or whatever... We can do another guest list and, and have her. Oh, that's nice. guest. Yeah. Guest request. Yeah, guest request. Guest request. Guest, guest request. <laughs> but yeah, Strange Land. Uh, if you're not into the, I call it torture porn, which is like the Saw Hostel kind of. Um, fun movies. Yeah, fun for like means that I, I means that I enjoy that those films a lot. Mm. Um, I'm not a. That's not my a, reaction to Hostel. The, I'm not a particular fan of him, but what? it's but it's D. Snyder, man. So Hostel. It's it's D. Snyder. I'm gonna see. You would you would love it. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it because it's D. Snyder, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it is. It was <laughs> it like one of the Corys in it too? Didn't you say that? Mm. The the the, the, the no. so there's a weird like who else <clears> is in that movie? It, it was like a weird cast. I don't think he's in there. No, was there anybody in there that was no. that was relatively okay? I don't think I don't so. Know. Okay. Yeah, we watched another movie with the co- with another Corey. <laughs> it was something. We need to watch the other one. Oh god. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. 
And the, well, I don't want to talk about it because you don't want <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, so we're, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to drop make the that debate. Anyway. Oh, oh, which I'm surprised. The, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. The, uh, it's still one of my favorite movies. Um, it's I, a great movie. It is. Dude. I could, I could see why. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not going to get into this. I, you know, I, personally, the point, the only point I have is this, the scene where he's in the jail cell and skins that dude alive mm-hmm. and then hangs him up on top. I don't understand how the fuck that's not a horror movie. I think just by that point. I'm gonna agree to disagree here. I'm just gonna say that it's a thriller with horror elements because the soundtrack. Rewatching it, the soundtrack and the sound design there made me feel like I was watching a thriller. Well, same with Psycho. I, yeah. The uh, you know, yeah. the Psycho did the same thing. But anyway. Um, uh, moving on. Um, uh, the um, I don't know. Do you want to do, talk about Splatter? Or you want to talk about the uh, the haunted houses? Real quick? Uh, I want to go through Creepshow real quick. Uh, Shutters first season of Creepshow, six episodes, two stories each, so you get twelve stories total. Nice. Um, overall, I thought they did a really good job at capturing the spirit of Creepshow. Um, even though only one of the stories was based on King, Stephen King's story, it had that Stephen King feel to it. Um. I had a blast with these six episodes. I hope they do. I hope they do more episodes for season two. Um, my favorite story of the season was the first story of the finale, which is called Skin Crawlers, which is basically a weight loss program gone okay. very, very, very wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. God help you if there's an eclipse. Um, <laughs> and still, still the best thing I've seen a vending machine do in a while. Oh, that was. It was uh, like, dude, why? It was a why? really, really good story, relevant to today, and it's one of those stories that does creep you up because it does. It really plays into those weight loss programs that just prey upon people's low self esteem. So it's a very relatable issue that the story is taking on, and it has the creep show look to it the creep show grossness to it it has really good creature effects in it um it's a story that just hit every note it needed to hit and it was really good uh it was it was the standout in a season full of standouts there were a couple stories i thought were just okay and there was only one story that i just flat out didn't like um, was it the genie one was it, is, no, the, the, the genie one started off wobbly but Picked I up. Think, yeah, that one yeah. I think redeemed itself by the end. Um, the one I didn't like actually had David Arquette in it. Really? We didn't see that, 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 that one. No. And he was like not utilized at all. Well, that sucks. The, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the uh, um, the Halloween one. Halloween one was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, the finger was a really good one. The finger was, was that was a bizarre one. It was it was cool to see with DJ Qualls of the new, new guy. guy. It was the new guy one. What the heck? I know I saw it. I just don't remember what happened. That's it's he, he basically became friends with this monster that killed the people. That oh, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one was that one was okay. That was a good I one. would say my favorite one was probably the Halloween one. Okay. The um yeah the Halloween one was really good because yeah. it it was a lot of guessing like where's you know like where's this going what angles to take it that one felt like it could have been in 
the Trick or Treat sequel if they ever make that. It's, it also, like it could have been a Goosebumps awesome. episode. It, I I would have definitely. Nah, it, it, are you afraid of the dark? Like it would have been like an R rated. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Mm. Um, yes. Like honestly, all they needed to do was like cut out like one effect. And it could have been an R U Friend of the Dark. Yeah. When they when they took the, the kids' uh, ghosts. The World off. War II Werewolf one was fun. I didn't enjoy that one. Um the opening story, which you guys didn't see that one. Grey Matter, which was the one based on a Stephen King story, that one was done really well. Uh there was another one with a dollhouse that really ramped up the tension, but I just felt like the ending of that one just kind of it was a lot of build up for nothing. An, not nothing, but it wasn't like a creep show payoff. Um, like there was definitely a lesson to be learned. I just don't know what that lesson was. Um, but yeah, it was a, <laughs> all right. That's uh, that's something. There we, there we go. To, to quote Rick from the season four premiere, "There's a lesson to be learned from this, but I'm not the one that's gonna figure it out." Um, yeah, we watched the season four premiere of Rick and Morty the other night. It was, it was a really good season it really, premiere. It was a really good episode. But yeah, yes. Creep Show. I'm really looking forward to season two. I thought they did a fantastic job with season one. Can't wait to see what they do. Uh, and then the three of us plus Justin watched something else called Splatter. <laughs> Holy shit. If you guys want to talk about it, go for it. Corey Feldman plays a rock star who kills himself but he's a zombie now he invites people that wronged him to his house for the reading of his will and zombie Corey feldman kills them off and tony todd is there and it's shot really horribly and like everything's blown out and the i'm gonna say it was shot horribly it was okay David, remember remember our um uh, honey i shrunk the kids yeah from the 90s not Rick Morandis, but the other dad and everything else is in it. The fat guy, the oh, fat dad. Really? He's his lawyer. He's the first person who gets killed. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Um. I, the uh. I it was driving me nuts too. I I looked at I looked. At Directed by Joe Dante. He did Gremlins. Well, and Gremlins two. And huh. Matinee and The Howling, which you need to finish. I do. Um. Uh, and and somehow he did this. Um. Uh, I think it's his best work. The. Uh, oh, God. Kindly leave. <laughs> the uh, everything has a like every time they're in a stairwell, a fisheye lens is used or a Joe it's, lens. It's very something. <laughs> the um, the whole experience you're just you're just scratching your head going. It was baffling. What? <laughs> it's like how was this like what was the series of events that had to transpire to result in not only this being made. But this being made in the way that it was made. So there's a few things about this. Which, we looked it up and it's bizarre because... It's, it was made like, what, ten years ago? Ten years ago. But and, it's, it's an, and it's an interactive experience, supposedly. Allegedly. Now I, yeah, now I know there's was this time on YouTube where people were trying to do that, where you click on like one of the boxes Correct. to make a fucking decision. And it would take you to a separate video where that decision is being made or whatever. I think it might have been that... But why the fuck would they release it on YouTube? It, or maybe it came out on DVD at some point. You could actually interact with it. It, it feels like that. Now, why they released it on Netflix is just one thing. It's I, only twenty nine minutes. Yeah, it's one of those things that 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 the decisions that are made in that movie, like now I'm not even talking like production wise and everything else from a filming standpoint. I'm just talking about character wise. The, the the level of stupidity that's going on in that movie. I'm saying like, no DVD for it. It is it, it, truly baffling. There's a lot of questions. It's like and no answers. What was the point? And you, and you see, and it's like the kills are 
you would think the writer thinks he's being very clever, but you're just like, oh, the amplifier is going to be turned up to the point where his head explodes. I and even said it out loud. Yeah, it's like we were guessing the kills. It's like death by disc. The um, death by and head then one girl who wanted to fuck the the Cory zombie Fellman. Oh, and, and then when God. she finally got up to uh, to fuck the Cory zombie Fellman, she no longer wanted to fuck the Cory zombie Fellman, and then she died. The uh, that's all that happened. Like, the the end like for her like, like Corey Feldman was paid in cocaine to make this movie <laughs> like that there's no <laughs> doubt in my fucking mind sure. they're like they're like Corey we could either write you a check or we could just pay you in coke we know it's gonna end up uh, going to coke anyway <laughs> so we might as well just cut out the middle man you know and then literally cut out the middle man and then just pay you in coke and his answer, I'm sure, was, yeah, absolutely. And I'm also pretty sure this was fucking filmed at Corey Feldman's house. Like, it, there, there was no set. Like, this is actually Corey Feldman's Hey, come house. over, come film. It's like, you have a you know phone that, booth in your living room? It's like, you know that feeling you get when you watch somebody's <laughs> student short film and you can just tell they shot it in their apartment or yeah. one of their friends' apartments? It really felt like they just shot it in Corey Feldman's house. Okay, so and you know, you know, and this is a, and this is how Corey Feldman's house was designed. He got a, a designer to come to his house. He got the designer really, really fucked up on I uh, really fucked up either on drugs or on booze. Got him really drunk and everything else, or both, or both, and said, "I want you to design my home the closest to the." secret magic club that's in los angeles where all the magicians hang out and everything else i stayed like right down the corner from that it's like right next to the asc clubhouse i I want you to design as close as you can my house to that and that's his fucking house never seen that place before it's been in a couple movies and like a couple tv shows and everything else it's like a place where the magicians hang out and everything else it's that mixed with you know, like that, but and also at the same time, his set designer is the lead singer of Poison. Um, <laughs> uh, the um, uh, the like that, all those things needed to culminate to design that house for Corey Feldman, and then you have that, huh? So, uh, what, whoever that it, what, it, what's his name? Um, Brett Michaels, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Brett Michaels, Brett Michaels. Yeah. Brett Michaels was coked out of his mind and had nothing but a good time and nothing but a good time and he and he had some extra set you know uh you know house designer skills and Corey Feldman said I want you to design this like the magician's nice. place but give it your own flair so it was 80s cocaine then it was it was probably leftover 80s cocaine 80s cocaine with a <laughs> so blend of this 90s re- and then also I'm pretty sure you could also film a Creed music video there <laughs> And this is going to be a running trend for a while now. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong, Zach. You're wrong, Mark. Am I, though? You said tell you you're wrong. But, but, but I'm trying to make it. You're not wrong. Stuff, no, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's the fuck we saw. And you said it was on Netflix? It's on Netflix. For some it's reason. And it's 30 minutes. Really? 29. 29 minutes. I think they just needed to fill a quota of shit to put on Netflix. And they're just like, minutes. let's just throw this up there. Just. Fuck it. Why not? It fills the quota. Okay. Huh. I think Corey, like, just, it, like, it, just the way he fucking, like, acts in these things. Like, you know, he describes these people. Like, he's doing his will as, you know, a, you know, alive and everything else. He's like, like, to my my skeezy lawyer who screwed me over doing this. <laughs> I, I, award, I, I give you nothing. nothing. 
Like, like literally, like, but he, but it was a longer pause than that. He's like, I would, I give you nothing. <laughs> like he forgot the fucking line. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it was hilarious, but it wasn't meant to be hilarious. You, you can't watch it by yourself. You have to watch it with friends. It will make you. Lose hope in him, humanity. So, so it's one of those like it's supposed to be serious, but it's not. We don't know. I, we don't, I, have, I, I don't no think idea. so. The same way that Corey Feldman's like, music career. I have no idea. Wait, huh. they, what? Um, uh, Hang on, what? Justin had you watch a clip of that. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> like I don't know if it's supposed to be serious or it's supposed to be a comedy or am I supposed to be on drugs? Look, if it's anything besides a comedy, it's wrong. The, uh, dude, the literally a video of him. Like I will actually. You know what? Brand's gonna put that in the link below. Yeah. Um, of Corey Feldman's. <laughs> I, I gotta watch that before. I uh, Corey, Corey Feldman's band performing on Good Morning America. The perform really on Good Morning America. It's <laughs> it's something. He's and Brandon's so sad. I'm making him put this as a link below. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just like I hate you. Taste more I'm, it, some of Zach's evil is rubbing off on me. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> good, good. The uh, good. Do it. <laughs> Screw it. Question <laughs> is working. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Except he said instead of saying America, I said America. The uh, with the apostrophe. With the apostrophe. So, <laughs> so yeah, we watched that. It was uh, it was something. It. it, was, it um, if you dare, it's on Netflix. Um, uh, just, just, dare. just look up. Hell, uh, if you want to, you can probably find it on YouTube. Um, oh, I'm sure. The uh, It's like 30 minutes and, and no one cares. I believe it's also on the trailers from Hell website for free. Oh, God. Either way, it's not hard to find. The uh, It's a piece of shit, not hard to find. Um, uh, the, uh, but you yeah. want a good laugh? Go watch it. The uh, all right, something to you know. I want to talk about something that we actually enjoyed. Okay. Uh, which were well, I mean, we enjoyed part, uh, one half of it, and the other half we didn't enjoy. Um, were the haunted houses that we did over October? I want to talk about that. Um, I want to talk about the the three haunted houses that we went to. Um, unfortunately, David could not join us for the for the other oh, two. No. I do. I wish you did, man, because we got some fucking yeah. uh, some shit to talk about. The um. Uh, we went to um, Statesville Prison and um, and also Hellsgate. and Hell's Gate down in Joliet and Lockport, which are right next to each other. Um, they were awesome. They were truly fantastic. They um, were phenomenal. They really were. Um, it was a hell of an experience. Um, uh, we had a lot of fun with them. And actually, the, the great part about them is they were all they were different. Like that's the great part. Like they the uh, the feel of them was very very different. Um, Statesville, um, was, was very much an interior, uh, haunted house. There was, there wasn't much else uh, to it, but it was very engaging. It was a lot of the, fun. The people interacting with the people in line were fun. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, um, uh, they had a little, one of them talked to us about Jason X and Leprechaun 4. <laughs> yes, that actually happened. The, um, uh, you know, not... another trend in the nineties is that every horror icon has got to be in space somehow. Yes. Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. And knock, knock off Rob Zombie. One Rap, of the Rap, prison Rap, guards Rap, made Mark do pushups. That didn't yeah. happen. The, um, and I realized how incredibly out of shape I am. Um, I completed them though. I did do that. I did complete them, but, um, they were done very poorly. 
Um, uh, and I was exhausted, but I was also kind of jacked. I was half tempted to kick him while he was doing it. I'm just like, this would be so fun. Uh, um, uh, But, but actually it was, it was a really, really great experience. Um, at Statesville, um, uh, Zach and I had a contest running where we would, uh, um, try to spot the, all the security cameras, um, in the place. Actually, Zach beat me every time, which I was really fucking pissed. Um, I was examining everything I could in, in both of those places like they were just i went through with the biggest smile plastered on my face the Dude. entire time i wasn't sure if i was offending the people because it's just like i'm just like the, the, there's there's two kinds of people that go to haunted houses the there people. was one part where these people were just like come stay with us i'm just like okay mark grabs me no zach <laughs> we have to go we're late to, to go to the other one these are my people though <laughs> we'll Wait. find other people over there you cut blocked them I, well, I mean, kind of. They weren't that attractive. Um, uh, the you one, know they had makeup on. The, the, the crazy girl at the front though was very was was very attractive. Um, I will give her that. It, even below the crazy makeup, she's the one in the picture with all of us. Um, I, but uh, did we ever post that picture? No, I don't think we did. Is Good job, to Mark. you. You're the one that has it. I just want to send it to you. I'll no, fi- I'll figure that out. The, Our social media us. department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, communications department. Um, Good but, job. But, uh, Which yeah. is also the social media department. It was a really, really fun experience. They had multiple different levels. Um, uh, There's a lot of interactive stuff there. It was a great staff. Um, I mean, the, the costumes are great. The story was great. The, act, the acting was great. The set design was fantastic. Um, it was a story? Hey, I, well, I mean, what, it, I mean, the story got a little bit deeper over it. I don't know. Deep. I was just enjoying the overall experience. Like I just, it's just, there was a lot of like neat, um, gimmicks, I guess you would say. Yeah. There were a lot of neat gimmicks, especially the fog ones. Those were great. Yeah. They'd actually have one, one particular one where, uh, they had, you would go through a swamp and you'd have fog like right here in the lights. So it would almost be, give you the illusion of being, you know, above water. Um, and then you'd have people below that would come up, uh, come up on you, alligators, swamp people, whatever the case may be. It was a lot of fun. It was really interactive. Nice. Um, uh, and obviously at the very end, uh, there was a chainsaw guy, um, uh, which, which, well, was, I mean, that was spoiled when you're going through the line, you could just see people getting chased up by him. So you just know he's coming. You're just like, all right, where is the guy? The, um, uh, that was yeah. the only thing where we're just like, is he here yet? No. Is he here yet? No. Is it up? Oh, there he is. <laughs> so the cool part about it is too, is Statesville was, was very confined and everything else. It was a very, you know, you had to walk through the path of passage of ways. Hell's Gate on the other hand was, Hell's Gate was my favorite. Hell's Gate was actually probably my favorite as well. I really don't know which, I, I loved them both. I know you did. Yeah. And I know you were very they, excited. They were both- I, I thought the outdoor aspects of the first half of Hell's Gate re- really added to the atmosphere of it. Um, Statesville I liked, but as I mentioned to the two of you when we were done, I felt like I was too tall for that ride. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was literally just like walking hunched over. I can only imagine how bad it was for it, because there's this one point you're, where you gotta like crawl feet through. shorter than me, so it wasn't as difficult for you. I'm gonna slit your throat later. You've said that so many times, it's lost all meaning. The, uh, yeah, until it actually happens. But there's out. one part where you gotta crawl through this, like, small boiler... And it's just completely fogged up, so you really can't see shit. I got through there no problem. I stood there for a good, like, 10 to 15 seconds waiting for these two to follow behind. I'm just like... I, I know they were behind me. Bando, it was... Oh, my God, it hurt my back. It felt like an old man. 
The um, uh, I was waiting to hear a clunk as one of them bumped their heads or something, but no, they found their way. Through. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not interesting. Yeah, the opening world, you know, was really also great. Hell's Gate had Luther. I, I was just about oh, to Luther. talk about Luther. So, Brandon, this is, this is your story. This is absolutely so, your story. When we're at the actual gate to the haunted house, so it's like you're waiting in line for Hell's Gate, and there's this whole outdoor experience in the woods, which is basically a haunted house outside. Um, Which for the weather and everything at the time was weather. perfect. Perfect. Um, perfect. But then there's this gate that is right before the actual haunted house portion of the haunted house. Hell's Gate. And uh, ah! um, there we go. Oh God! Why? <laughs> was it good for you, Stanley? It was okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. 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 oh! oh! God! This is why we can't have nice things. Um, but no. yeah, standing outside the gate is basically scary Viking man. Sure. Um, with a giant him? hammer. With a giant hammer. <laughs> hammer axe. What did Zach Viking. say to him? No, no, no. You, no, it was, he no, asked, what, what's your name? No, no, he, no, no, he asked you, man. He asked me? I yeah, thought he asked Zach. No, 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 it was you. It was you. He actually asked, it's like, he's like, what's your name? Okay, well, he asked one of us what our name was, and we told him our name, and then he said... He said, he's, he's like, do you know what my name is? No. No. Luthor! And, then, and as soon as he says Luthor, he literally like fireball. literally pound his thing down, and the two brick, um, uh, um, uh, I don't know. The what two brick pillars that pillars, are attached you, to the gate just essentially or, shoot fire on as high as you can see. And it just lit the entire area up <laughs> as he screams his name, and we're just like, <laughs> and that is probably the top moment of the night. And, and, then, and then when we went in there, it's then after we went through the gate, you're we waiting in line again to get into the actual house, and we're waiting, and we're just talking, and then we hear this boom, and I'm just like, Luther said his name again. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone on the line laughed and everything else. I think, I think at one point we're walking through the gas. Like, all right, guys, we can go home now. The um, uh, We're not going to see anything better than what we just saw. The, uh, I don't give a shit how metal you are. You will never be as metal as Luther. Luther no, was the, fucking uh, awesome. Luther is is the, the pinnacle. If you go to Hell's Gate and everything else, you got to go talk to Luther. It's fucking fantastic. The, You'll know uh, it's Luther because he'll say his Oh, he'll Luther. tell you. He'll, You'll he will, hear it and no, no. see it. You, you will know. You will know. Um, the, um, and when we got into the house, I actually really enjoyed the house. Yeah, the house um, was really good. The, um, I, you know, I'm kind of with Brandon though. I, I think I really did enjoy Hell's Gate more than I enjoyed. The more I thought about it, I like, I really did love them both, but if I had to pick yeah. one, um, I would definitely go back to Hell's Gate first. And then there was 13th floor, which we went to. Oh boy. Um. We'll talk, we'll talk about, I mean, you know, anything, any last minute stuff you want to talk about Hell's Gate or, or um, Hell's Gate was great. I'm, I would like to go back next year. Um, absolutely, Zach. Anything? We're going back to both next year. Oh, I love about yeah. like states. You don't have for one if you go to one. Yeah, so true. Don't buy the VIP pass to both. Buy it to one because as soon as you exit, they give you so you can just do the skip the line thing at the other one. because okay. they want you to go to both, so they want you to just try to get like back and forth if you can. And stop. the VIP pass, by the way, to skip the line is absolutely worth it at Hell. At Hell's oh yeah. yeah. Um, and also very much worth it at at, at Statesville because we were in line for quite some time. No, don't get me wrong. The line was entertaining. Uh, as it was especially entertaining at Statesville, um, just because there were a lot of performers. They played good music um, while we were there. We had fun um, while we were hanging out in line. So I mean, it was it. You know, they don't keep you bored. Like yeah. you won't be sitting there like you know playing heads up on your phone. 
like you will be, enjoy what's going on, you know, in the whole environment. So highly recommend that. Go to them, buy the buy the VIP for one of them. If you go separate nights, you know, still, you know, buy buy it for one and then you'll be covered. They tell you it's like it lasts, so yeah. just like just yeah, exactly. hang on um, to it. So thirteenth floor, we yeah. got skip the line. I'm just gonna say I thought production value wise, thirteenth floor was probably the best as far as like the actual craft of the costumes there was like a demogorgon costume that was done really well there was yeah um mm. and like, like some of the costumes and some of the set designs were top notch um that being said though we were in and out of there less than 20 minutes yeah. 20 minutes it was less it was 17 minutes yeah definitely was not and we actually took our that. time walking through as well it's not like we yeah. rushed through it's so we took our time like at least i took my time to actually appreciate the set design the costumes so here's one of the key differences between 13th floor and the entire statesville hell's gate prison Statesville and Hell's Gate, something's always happening and you're always moving. Like, you want to stay and appreciate the scenery, but something's always happening and they're keeping you moving. But there's also a lot of people behind you, so you got to keep moving. Yeah, you can't really appreciate... Like, Statesville, I felt like I could not appreciate everything that was happening. It's like I couldn't... It was like I was always moving, so I couldn't be in the moment. So it's like I couldn't give myself a chance to be scared. Whereas... Hell's Gate had such an overwhelming ambience. It's like I am part of an experience. Correct. Thirteenth um, floor. I could actually stop and appreciate and soak it in, mm. but that doesn't change the fact that we paid like sixty dollars to skip the line, and we were in and out in seventeen minutes. It was, and also, like next to nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing happened, and it was the it, it, it almost was too slow. Like we were it, it, the. The performers and the environment wasn't keeping the pace. We were keeping the pace, and and like I didn't mind that so much because, like I, I said, I could. It was like I could actually spend some time in the haunted house. Yeah, like my only gripe with be, the I'm Statesville not, and Hell's being, Gate was I'm not being herded through like cattle. You no, just no, I, I get that, but it, it but it almost it almost felt as if you know we were just filling time. I had a feeling if, if the actors really pushed us through that, we would have been in and out of there in, in fucking five minutes. In, in yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like that's that's the disappointing part about this is is that it, it we were it was slower because we made it slower. Um, we it wasn't actually, part of the experience. Correct. We 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 were trying to milk it um, from more than what it actually was. And we didn't realize it was going to take so such a short amount of time. We didn't. We, I mean, we didn't make. We got to the end. The rest of the, yeah, the rest of the we got to the end and we're just like, wait, that was it. That was really? it. it Wow, okay. I, you know what? I was expecting more for their like, Halloween version of their haunted house. Because 13th floor does haunted houses throughout the year. They do their love bites for Valentine's, which is where I did and how I found out about 13th floor. They do the um, haunted house for Krumpus for Christmas. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess if you do like haunted houses in October, probably skip 13th floor for sure. Just go to Hell's Gate yeah. and States. Well, go, yeah, go, go there, too. but I think save it for like... You know, Valentine's Day, go to Love Bites. It's pretty um, intriguing to go there. And then maybe, like, the Krumpus for uh, Christmas. It, it gives you options to go to haunted houses throughout, like, the throughout season, the you know, where you don't get to. No, I, I get that. I get that. You know, and I can only judge you by the experience that I had there. Yeah. I mean, you know, even... even... It didn't help that we were doing them back-to-back, and I was just on this super high. Oh, like, oh yeah, my God, yeah, yeah. this was fucking amazing. And then we do that, and it's just like... 
Yeah, I mean, it's you, very quiet. You don't yeah. have to skip. I mean, you don't have to we skip were in also October. We the first but, ones in there, I think. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I I do suggest not to do any of the fast pass or skip the line. Oh, I think don't. Just, I think it would Which... be worth it if you you waited in line and only paid the what like twenty yeah. bucks. But even then, would it be worth it? Because it didn't look like they had many interactive people in the lines. Whereas with Statesville, you're not going to be bored in that line. Yeah. The line in 13th floor looked like a line. Yeah. There was just a couple of guys in big, bulky uniforms who looked like they were very uncomfortable just walking around. But they also looked like they were just telling people where to go. Honestly, man, if I waited on the line, I would have been pissed. Yeah. The, um, I would have been very upset. Uh, you know, it's I would, like, do you want to waste more money or more time? Yes, but I, I should always waste more money and more time. There was something that I noticed though when we got there. If you get there early, you'll probably most likely be in the front of the line. Because mm-hmm. when me, uh, Zach, and Brandon and my wife got there early, there was like nobody there really. So like, if we didn't jump the gun and, and gotten like the fast pass and skipped the line, we probably would have been the first ones for that part. Yeah. So if you do go there, try to be there by like six thirty because usually the haunted houses there start like at around like seven. Yeah, most haunted houses, at least all the schedules that I saw, they start at yeah. seven and end at eleven. I mean, yeah. they had like a disclaimer like don't take kids like under twelve. I think they should, it should be like don't take kids under ten. I think it's okay. Yeah, I've seen some parents there. I was going to say, that would, be a very, there. <laughs> that would be a very kid-friendly haunted house. Kinda, at least compared yeah. to Statesville and Hell's yeah. Oh, like, yeah, night and day. Which, I saw more kids at Statesville. Which is... Which yeah. new, that's which is, interesting. One, one of them was forced to sing I'm a Little Teapot in front of all of us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that did happen, too. The, um, he did pretty good. Yeah, he did pretty, did, did pretty good. Um, uh, huh. the yeah, and there was a lot more like you know, uh, fucking pre you know preteens there and everything. I mean, they, it, um, when we pulled up to this place and everything else, I think we, we're saying it in the Instagram videos, we're literally in the middle of fucking nowhere, nowhere, Jack. Like it was a cornfield, like in the middle of a highway. Nice. Like we got there and everything else, and like then you expect Malachi to come out. Yeah, no shit. The uh, or uh, Jebediah. <laughs> Um, uh, the, uh, we're gonna make a barn. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, uh, the, uh, um, the interesting part, though, about, um, uh, about going to, uh, to Hell's Gate, though, was a lot of fun, was the bus ride on the way there. Yeah. Um, uh, the bus ride was fun. Actually, because we all thought it was actually part of the experience yeah. until we realized that the bus driver was actually just a dick. They can just drive like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like we actually thought he's like, speeding down this clear open road, and we're just and he would stop in a few. Everybody, including this guy and including this guy, thought that they were gonna stop and like someone was gonna hijack the bus or something like that. Like, and I was and I said, twist ending. It'll turn out the bus ride is actually a bus ride. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I totally saw it coming. The, um, uh, oh my God. Like the only weird thing he really did is he stopped at all the bus stops. The, uh, even the ones that were in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. It's just like, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Like it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Dude, the, the, the fucking people on the bus were fucking hysterical. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. There was a, there was a, there was a black couple right behind us. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm fucking around with this bullshit. Like I see movies. <laughs> Like black people die like first or second, and I was like, and I was like, I was like, Plucky comic relief dies third. So I don't know what the fuck you bitching about. I'm gonna die right after you. <laughs> oh, he had God. to make it about him. Uh, always, um, uh, always. I'm a selfish bastard. Selfish. Um, uh, the the uh, but no, I, like 
bus driver's just driving like a dick. Like, like, it's like literally down a two-minute highway flying down there for no reason. Like, there was no, like, there wasn't even a fucking line behind us, like, when we were, like, when we were getting on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was, like, 20 or 30 people waiting for the bus, I would understand. I think the bus driver just pissed off that they had to work at night. Either that or it was just part of the fucking, like, experience. Like, they had the bus, like, decked down and everything on the inside. Yeah. It was really fun. I don't care. I enjoyed it. I'm glad he was pissed because, you know, it was a fun ride. Yeah, it was. It was a fun ride. It was definitely... Yeah, and he didn't give a shit what was going on in the back. If some asshole was standing around or just bumping all over the place, he was like, eh, fuck it, I don't whatever, care. Whatever. Not my problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as I don't die, that's just whatever. <laughs> but did you die? Then no. Then you're just like, fine. cool, get off my bus and die on the sidewalk. The, uh, oh God. Yeah, it was, it was fucking fun. Um, and actually, surprisingly enough, um, whoever was the like the the caterer for them, like it did not have they did not have shitty food available. Yeah. Oh, the that. food was good. Yeah. The food was actually really good outside of Hell's Gate. Yeah. I was very very surprised for that. The um, Statesville, Statesville is where we got food. No, we got Statesville no. outside of uh, outside got, of Hell's Gate at the very end. Yeah, you guys got snacks oh, oh, outside yeah. of Statesville. Yeah. yeah, we got snacks outside of Statesville. We got food outside of Hell's Gate. They had a really good double cheeseburger. Yeah, they did. Like it was, I was actually expecting it to be kind of shitty, but it wasn't. It was very nice. The um, but yeah, highly recommend those. Definitely check them out. Um, everything about what they're doing, and and I spent years going to um, you know, uh, Halloween Horror Nights and Universal. And Hell's Gate and um, and Statesville directly compete with them, and in some areas they're better. Um, uh, you know, it, it, they truly are up to par when it comes to everything that they're doing. We're gonna try to go to that next year. You know, as long as somebody doesn't try to pursue another wrestling career. Oh, shut up! <laughs> the uh, um, so so yeah, no, it was it was definitely a a, a fun time. We've had had an interesting month. Um, uh, interesting October. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, we did, unfortunately David wasn't, wasn't there at, at the time, but we were able to celebrate our, um, one year anniversary, um, which was very, very exciting. Um, uh, and, uh, we're going to continue to have many more years to come. The, um, uh, so oh, yeah. that being said, you want to get into uh, our, uh, I have a couple of horror comics I read that I want to talk about real quick. Cool. Uh, I wasn't expecting us to talk about haunted houses, so I'm just going to be real quick with these. Cool. Um, a first couple? one. First one I read is the new one shot for Lock and Key, Lock and Key Dog Days, uh, written by Joe Hill, aka Stephen King's son. Um, mm. If you have not read the main series, Lock and Key, I highly recommend it. It's arguably the greatest horror comic ever written. Um, it's definitely up there. Um, it's just a couple fun stories that take place in the Lock and Key universe. Uh, one of them is pretty much about a dog that's turned into a human kid. Uh, the second story, which is only a couple pages, is about the main character from the main story returning to the house. Um, it was a very fun one-shot, and it also teases that there's going to be another Lock and Key event series coming soon. So I'm super excited nice. about that. Um, so yeah, if, if you haven't read Lock and Key, you probably won't get much out of this. But if you have read Lock and Key, it's a fun return to the series. Um there is supposedly a Netflix show based on the comics coming out pretty soon. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, that's me praising Lock and Key. Next up, we have Joker, Year of the Villain. The reason why that's being talked about here is because this was co-written by John Carpenter. Um, I also got a copy for this guy, but he didn't read his copy yet, so unfortunately we can't really go in-depth about it. But it's about... Pretty much the Joker and one of his henchmen 
don Batman and Robin costumes and go across the city. And it's being told from the point of view of his henchman who has been battling mental illness since he was a kid. And it's pretty much him coming to the realization that the Joker isn't crazy. He's just evil. Mm. It was really good. I, nice. I, I highly recommend nice, it. Nice. And then next up is a little mini-series from DC called Deceased. Um, which is basically DC's answer to the Marvel zombies. I've gotten a variety of variant covers. This is issue two, which is kind of modeled after the original Nightmare on Elm Street poster. Um, you've got Poison Ivy and stuff, Heather Langkamp right there. Um, here's a zombie Wonder Woman on with the variant cover for issue three. Um, issue four, which is kind of a takeoff on the Final Destination poster. Nice. Uh, then there's a one-shot called Deceased, A Good Day to Die, which kind of follows some of the lesser-known uh, or the more supporting heroes in the, in the DC universe. So there's actually... John Constantine makes an appearance in this one, which is pretty nice. cool. Um, there's Zombie Harley Quinn on issue five. And then I just got the regular cover for issue six because I didn't really care for either of the variants for issue six. Um... But yeah, basically, they're not really zombies. It's like the anti-life equation that Darkseid's after gets corrupted through Cyborg and basically turns everybody into the anti-life. But for our purposes, I'll just say they're zombies. And it really is just like anti-life. Like they're not like they're not hungry. They're just their mission is to end all life. And a lot of crazy stuff happens in it. Uh, Black Canary becomes a Green Lantern early on in the miniseries. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that I don't want to spoil, but since that one happens pretty early, I don't mind mentioning that. Um, it is a legit end of the world story. Like Marvel Zombies, it was like Marvel Zombies, Marvel Zombies 2, Marvel Zombies 3, Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness, Marvel Zombies make breakfast. Um, <laughs> It's like, how many Marvel Zombies story arcs are there, Zach? There's the four main ones, which are great. Everything after that, don't care. Okay. Um, and I, I've never read them, but it's... They're my, one of my top five favorite comic storylines. Okay. Like, it's truly one of the best comic storylines out there. the sequels says that they left... They probably left stuff open in them for their to be sequels, right? There is or... a pure ending... Okay. I don't know how or where all this new crap came from, nor do I care, because modern Marvel just... I, I don't care. Top cow. I will with that. say I don't see how oh, they could make a sequel to this. Unless they kind of do what they did with the one-shot where they follow characters that they didn't follow during this event. Um, I know that's not what they did for Marvel Zombies, because shit got weird. Uh, but yeah... Uh, it was a very fun miniseries. Uh, <coughs> supposedly, a lot of people thought the ending sucked. I thought the last issue was pretty cool. Uh, I thought a lot of cool stuff happened with Superman and Wonder Woman. And I thought the ending was very... It was bleak, but not bleak at the same time. And, yeah, I, I thought it was a very fun what-if story of zombies in the DC Universe. Nice. I'd give it like a solid 7 out of 10. Okay. 
Maybe nice. 7.5. Very cool. I, I pretty much binge read all seven issues before these guys came over, and it was a very fast and fun read. Very cool. Actually, everything in this stack I read before, right before these two came over. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm going to try to make it so I start reviewing at least one horror comic per podcast going forward. Cool. Nice. That's going to be a goal of mine, because I've got a whole stack that I need to catch up on. Peruse awesome. through. Yeah. The um, awesome, 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 awesome. Um, so we're going to talk about favorite non-slasher horror movie kills. Do we want to take a very short break first, yeah, though? Yeah, let's do that. Let's right take more. a very short break, and then we'll be back with our... Bye, Mark. With our uh, favorite non-slasher horror movie kills. God. All right, so uh, what are we doing, Brendan? We are doing our favorite non-slasher horror movie kills... <laughs> And we really got into it over the break about yeah. what constitutes a slasher movie. Uh, David, what is a slasher movie? Oh my god. What is Mark, this? what is a slasher movie? Oh god, I don't know. Some dude kills Zach, kills people. what is my life? It's about to end. No, it's not. <laughs> Everything about slasher... The definition is going to be subjective, regardless. It's going to be very subjective. Yeah, it's, like I, I gave myself some general guidelines, but even those mm. I couldn't one hundred percent adhere to. Mm. Um, so it's like what were the guidelines? Like pretty much what I said to myself is when I like there were a few movies where it's like I like Phantasm was one I looked at and is on my list. Um, I don't know if it's one we're going to talk about in depth, but because uh, like Zach and I were talking about it, it's like Phantasm, the tall man, is a very iconic killer in horror movies, and he's seen it listed as a slasher movie. I've seen it listed as a slasher movie, but I've seen that movie. I've seen its sequels. It, it, they do not feel like slasher movies at all. I wouldn't even call them slasher movies because um, I don't feel like they were really built around the kills like i think there was an act like the kills are part of the story the story was not built around the kills and that's kind of the general guideline i used for this um there are a few gray areas like there are two movies on my list where the whole movie is building towards a kill at the end so mm-hmm. obviously in cases like that the story was kind of built around the kill but it's not a slasher movie because there's not like a killer in a mask or whatever with an iconic weapon just slashing and dicing teenagers that are having sex and doing drinking in the woods. They're having the sex and doing the drinking in the woods and they're smoking the devil's lettuce. Oh my God, help us all. That's what I was going for. No. Thank you, Fair Zach. enough. You're welcome. Fair enough. Devil's lettuce. You um, lift I... me up when I fall, Zach. I'm going to uh, stab you. So we're going to do it a little differently. We're not going to do a, you know, a straight up, you know, you do your list, you do my list. We're going to do a little bit of switch hit. You do you, you do me. Exactly. Um. Uh, so so David's going to do going to do one. Zach, uh, Zach's going to do one. Brandon's going to do one. I'm going to do one. We're going to do it, you know, and with some kind of concise, and then we'll go back around again um so that way we're not uh, droning on nice. about the same list you know we can do you know um do it quicker do a little bit more excitement and uh, go from there so mr david uh, you may go first sir and then we will comment and or judge judge you or agree with you or, or tell you you're wrong we will rate your selections <laughs> on a scale of one to ten much like how they judge figure skaters have you ever seen i Tanya? 
No. You should see I Tanya. Oh, dude, I, I have been meaning to see that. I heard it's great. Yeah, we'll see that. that. I've only seen it in so, bits and pieces, but it's a good movie. First one, um, because it's so ridiculous, is um, one kill from uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the clowns has got, like, boxing gloves, and he's going, like, toe-to-toe with, like, one of the teens. And he, I'm going to head out. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous. That's why it's on there. What? It's so Brandon actually laughed. Holy shit. I win. Shit. There's How? proof. What? How? Yes. yes. I broke him. You can see yes. we were broke. I would not believe it. I, I'm not a fan of the movie, but... What? <laughs> I didn't really hate it that much. So I, Can we come back? I broke Brandon, so yay. Apparently he hates that movie. I just thought I it was bad. He clearly just fucking despises it. <laughs> I don't hate the movie. I was just... That was the most out of left field... Exactly. Selection. It's you so out of place. Pick. How is that out of field? I have it's a killer few, clowns from outer space. So, that movie has a bunch of ridiculous kills. The fucking co- the shadows, the cotton candy, like yeah, yeah. Candy. Well, actually, let's just admit that that whole movie is ridiculous and move on. That movie is so uh, fucking stupid. They, um, uh, so so is yeah, all right. So, so yeah, he's got the boxing gloves and then he's going toe to toe with the team punches. His head goes in the garbage can. I know. I. It was literally on replay at fucking Wes's. What year did that movie come out? On YouTube. Eighty six. Okay, so it was before part eight. All right. Score. Okay. No, no, no. Score for him for that. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Score for him on that one. Um. An upside down nine. Okay. It has six. Six. <laughs> he gets a nine from Brandon. Mark, what's your score? Um, he gets a ten for ridiculousness. Yes. Is what he gets. Everything else. It's he gets a ten just for breaking factor. Brandon. It, 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 yeah, I know. Definitely a ten for breaking Brandon. Zachary. Mm. Okay. So there's this. It needs to be a show. Breaking Brandon. <laughs> oh my god. It's basically just a remake of Breaking Bad, but instead of Walter White, you have me. No. I, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. No one's Zach, go ahead. Alright. So there's this um great decapitation scene in this movie called Deathgasm. <laughs> how many of you have seen I wish I remembered that? How many of you have seen Deathgasm? I have yeah. not seen Deathgasm. Okay. Awesome. So essentially what happens is this guy orders this one guy to be executed. And they execute him, and he gets super pissed off at hell. So, so, when they execute him, they he, he basically, you have boss man behind the desk, you have the guy that failed that's been ordered to be executed, you have henchmen in the background. Boss man orders henchmen to execute him, and the guy who's being executed in mid-sentence just gets his head chopped off with one of those big swords. Mm. Is it a scimitar? I can't remember. Sure. It might have been. Sure. We'll, we'll just call it a big sword for right now. Um, blood just goes spraying everywhere, <laughs> and the boss man gets so mad because they didn't lay down a sheet of plastic first. So the blood just went spraying all over the floor. <laughs> so he said, "Lay down plastic and do it again." <laughs> he fuck no. He screams at him. Yeah. You fucking lay down that plastic and, and you do, do it, it the fuck again. 
and the henchmen are just like scrambling. It's like they put down plastic. They hold up the body. Like one of the henchmen holds up the body with the head, awesome. and the other one just kind of slowly brings the sword down. While the other henchman just like and to dawn just rolls the head off. All right, that movie was so. I Fantastic. saw that at Music Box when it, was. it first came out at a midnight screening. Oh, lucky. And it was like, this is before anybody knew what the movie was. And so I'm just like, Deathgasm, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go see it. And this is during a time when I just bought all my tickets online because why not? I could just walk right in. I wasn't expecting anybody to be there. It was nearly sold out. Damn. And at that scene, everybody in the theater was laughing so hard you could not hear the movie at all. That is fantastic. Nice. That is super fantastic. I, I, sir, I, I've not seen this movie, but I award you a ten out of ten. Just know all you need to know: Norwegian heavy metal and blood. Yeah. It was a New, uh, Zealand, New yeah. Zealand. It was New Zealand. Oh, New, New Zealand, Zealand yeah. heavy metal and blood. In fact, there's actually a character wearing a bad taste T-shirt in that movie. That is that is super fantastic. I will be seeing that. So, uh, David, score ten. Nice. Brennan, score. I will give you a 9.8, so you have at least a little room for improvement. You should always strive to... <laughs> no, you may not. The uh, Brennan, go! Okay, uh, first one I want to go to is... I'm just going to be the first... I know this movie is on at least two of our lists, so I'm just going to be the first one to say it. The Blob. Any of the kills in the 1988 <laughs> Blob. Nice. Any of them. Opposed to the, um, just the kid one that haunted all of our nights. There, there is the kid getting killed in the sewer, which we all saw when we were kids, I assume. Uh, I'm I just amazed as, they went through with it. I'm like, holy shit. I saw it as a kid on, on HBO. I think I was maybe 11 or 12 at the time. And, and my mom... Th- I, let me watch it because she thought it was very similar to the original with Steve McQueen. And it <laughs> no, is no, no. The, the, the original is Friendship Conquers All. The remake is Everybody You Know and Love is Probably Gonna Die. Yeah. Um, I mean, Frank Darabont co-wrote it and he feeds off of your tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh... But yeah, the, the kid getting killed and it's like, it's, he gets pulled under the sewer water and he comes up and he's like all melted and yeah. it's like, that was scary as a kid. It's scary when you're adult <laughs> now much um, changes i, I just think it's very entertaining i also like the diner owner getting killed in the phone booth um mm. which how they did that overhead shot it was basically just like a two foot tall phone booth with a doll in it and the hair was the most expensive part because the hair is like since it's bird's eye view the hair is the first thing the camera sees they did to make sure it looks realistic mm. um the guy getting pulled through the plumbing of course was great mm. um and then there's the uh, football player, the, the first football player, the one who's on the date with Shawnee Smith when he gets pretty much taken over by the blob and Shawnee Smith comes in and sees him <coughs> reaching for help and she screams, which when they shot that, she thought there was going to have like the dummy inside the blob, not the actual actor. Mm-hmm. So when she saw it, that scream was her actual reaction. And it's one of the best movie screams of all time, I think. It's pretty funny. That should be a topic for another podcast. Best movie screams. I like it. Um, yeah. Let's write that And then, down. of course, there's the uh, other football player in the date rape mobile. 
Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> every kill in the 1988 blob is a masterpiece of practical effects. Nice. Very true. David. All right, so I'm going to do... No, a, no, no, score. Oh. Uh, I never watched it, so I can't really... Yeah, I've never watched So I know what we're doing when we finish filming this podcast. No! (laughs) Next. Score. I'll give you a nine, because there's always room for improvement. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate um, your uh, concern for my well-being. I give you a ten out of ten on that one, because the blob scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Uh, Thanks, Mom. The, um, uh, thanks for that. Alright, David, your next one. Uh, uh, just <laughs> <marked it> out. <laughs> Dick, he doesn't right. have an opinion. Um, uh, <laughs> since David went ridiculous, I'm gonna go ridiculous. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say Samuel Jackson's death in Deep Blue Sea. Son of a bitch! Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. The, yes. Um, it is the most random shit yes. I've ever seen in my entire life. He gives this big emotional speech about how they're gonna get out of there, and that fucker just comes up and grabs him and pulls him out. One grab. We've got followed by getting ripped in half. Oh, we we got to stick together. We're gonna get out of this and wham! They're going holy shit. Why did the CJ wasn't that bad for that part? Oh my god, it is it is utterly ridiculous. Just the same as the rest of that movie is utterly ridiculous. I highly recommend that movie if you've not seen it. It is yes. genetically altered sharks, so they're smarter. Makos. And, and, and in order to cure Parkinson's. Cancer. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, and, and the original Punisher is in it. Um, uh, Thomas <laughs> yeah, Shane? Yeah, he Thomas is Shane, in there. yes. Not the original Punisher. Oh, yeah, that was in Dolph there. Lundgren. Oh, that's right. That's interesting. Anyway. Which I actually think he had the best Punisher movie of the three. Hmm. Okay. The, uh, but yeah, that's definitely uh, up there. So, score. Ten. Ten. Ten, ten for that. Eight. Ooh. He's just jealous because he didn't think of it first. <laughs> no. But yeah, he's not the bigger fan. David, you may go. Uh, so I'm going to do a past and then the current one. So uh, I'm going to do current Leprechaun Origins. Uh, and there they paid kind of homage. It's, yeah, like a reboot. You ever watch Leprechaun series? Leprechaun Origins or Leprechaun Returns? Leprechaun Returns, I think. that's Origins is what WWE did with... Uh, yes, Origins is... Leprechaun. I have a theory that Origins is basically... My theory is they had a chupacabra script and they're just like, Basically. let's make it take place in Ireland yeah. and make it a leprechaun. Yeah, Leprechaun Returns, they paid homage to the, uh, basically to the original. They're going back, basically what they're Didn't doing with Halloween. Didn't start the daughter of Jennifer Aniston's character? Hmm? Like the main character in the... The main character in the first was Jennifer Aniston, which was, uh... Right, but, isn't the, the, but isn't the character... Her daughter, yeah. Yeah, her daughter in the new yep. one, yeah. And then, so she's in there. They're going back to that uh, original house or whatever. So there's a few... There's two kills in there. But I'm just going to do the one where the original, his name was, um... Ozzy. Leprechaun comes out. He eats, like, a coin or whatever, right? In the original. And then, um... So with this Leprechaun return, he comes out, burst out of, uh... Ozzy's stomach. It was really freaking awesome and gory. It paid homage to that because in Leprechaun Space, when um, one of those soldiers pissed on Leprechaun's corpse, and then like when he's having sex, all of a sudden Leprechaun comes out of his groin oh, and pops God. out. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, movies so, so ridiculous. Back yeah. when everything had to go to space. The, yeah, they always <laughs> end up there. They always end that up there. That was something I and didn't if expect. if they survive longer than that, they go to the hood. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 
I think Leprechaun's the only one who's ever gone that far. Dude, I didn't finish that. Well, actually, so I've part. never seen Friday Thirteenth Part Fourteen: Jason in the Hood. The or how, he has a rap sequence in that. Or Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's next on our list, right? I can't wait to get to that. I cannot. It's not, it's not a fun movie. Shots fired. Shots yeah. fired. I'm gonna fired. make it entertaining. It sounds fun when you hear, yeah, Michael Myers gets beat up by Buster Rhymes. Oh it's my god, not, it's really not a good movie. It's no, not, it's, it's not, not even so bad. It's good. It's just bad. I'm gonna enjoy it. Sure. The um, uh, so I dig it. I dig it. The um, uh, um, especially I think the better pick of that is the is the one from space where he goes through his junk. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, that's a better one. Everything else. Zach, score. Nine point five. Cool. Brandon, score. Six, just because it's leprechauns. So I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to fisticuffs, sir. <laughs> do you, do you accept my challenge, or do you uh, do are you a coward? Um, uh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm gonna give you a nine. Um, uh, just because I, because it's the same reason as Brandon. It's Leprechaun. I can't let Leprechaun get a ten out of ten. It's one of my favorite. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I can't do it, brother. I, I wish I could, but I can't. Nah. Yeah, but it's still pretty good. It's indeed, indeed. <laughs> Zachary is not Leprechaun. <laughs> Zachary. All right, I'm gonna choose Tom Savini's death in Planet Terror. Nice. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so essentially a bunch of mutated freaks jump into this, what was it, the restaurant, bar, or whatever? Bar- uh, Jeff Fahey's barbecue place? Yeah, the yeah. barbecue place. Yeah, they pin Tom Savini to a table and literally tear him into like five different pieces. Like head, arms, and legs, all still part of the torso attached to each piece, and they literally just rip him apart. Yeah, that's pretty great. Nice. That's pretty great. They, um, uh... Brennan, score! Nine, because it's Tom Savini getting killed, so who doesn't like that? <clears throat> Nine and a half, because I really like that, because I've heard he's kind of a dick. Um, uh, it all depends on the day. I, I, I do want to, I do think we should give special mention to what happens to Tarantino's character in that one as well. His balls melt off. Oh, is that uh. what happens? Ugh. There was a lot of testicles. Really good there movie. was a lot of testicles in that movie. Hey, well, you know. In fact, there's a whole <laughs> bag of them. Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah. Nine. Score. Nine. Nine. Beautiful. Brandon, go. Okay. Um, this one I put on here just because of how pure evil this one is. And that's the bus scene from Trick or Treat. Mm. Have I you seen, seen it? it? I have not yeah. seen it yet. I, okay. I, so, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about then. Um, it's pretty sick and twisted, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, this is a story that's told in flashback in the movie, but it's a true story mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and what it is, is there's the school bus for the mentally challenged kids. And basically, one Halloween, all the parents pretty much pay off the bus driver to essentially drive the bus off of a cliff and Jesus. kill their kids for them. Because they're tired of taking care of them. Um, wow! Yeah. Pretty evil. Wow! Oh, Holy fuck. Damn! Yeah. yeah. And just the way the tension builds within the scene, it's just like... 
like you can actually feel the oxygen leaving your body as you're watching it happen. Oh. Um, you take a shower after this. Yeah, like it, it's it's not a kill. It's not a horror movie kill that you revel in, but it's just one that's just like Disturbing. just like it really does hit the power of you just watched people lose their lives. Like it it is a horror movie kill that takes killing seriously. Mm. And I think it does deserve special mention because it really does. It it, it, it doesn't glorify it at all. It's it shows it as what it is, as what a sick, disgusting act it actually is. Damn. Uh, no score for this one. Um, I don't want to score it. Um, uh, the uh, you know what? Actually, fuck it. I scored everybody else's. David. Damn, you put me on the spot, Ted. Then. Because it's so messed up. Yeah. Zach? 9.7. The, um, I gotta give, I gotta give it a 9, man, but the only reason I'm giving it a 9 is because it's so fucking evil, I can't give it a 10. And, like, I think, I think part of my karma will get back to me. Um, the, uh, I'm only saying 9.7 because I haven't seen it and I don't know. I was gonna do one, but now I don't want to because it got really dark in here and everything else. Um, uh, Bright up the moon, Mark. We need it. <laughs> um, uh, Not to put any pressure on. Yeah, you. no shit. No I have a performance anxiety. Um, uh, the um, I'm actually I'm gonna make Zach tell tell me to go fuck off because I'm because I'm gonna choose one of his favorite movies and I think it's a I think it's really really fucking important because it is one of the best movie kills ever 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 is the opening scene to Jaws. Um, uh, the um, nice. it, it makes just cross that one off our list it, now. It takes <laughs> it, it, it makes every top, at least top ten, top five scariest scenes of all time. Um, it is a masterclass at at fucking building tension and making a scary fucking scene, and you don't see any gore. Um, it has that psycho brilliance to it. Um, and it there's so much working there. Um, uh, you know, with, you know, how it was done, how it was handled. And also the more, more important part of that is it's a shark attack. It's not, you know, Norman Bates. It's not Michael Myers. It's not a supernatural thing from fucking space. It's a, it's a goddamn shark. Um, and if that was actually happening in real life and everything else, and it was in the middle of the night and that girl was out there, there would be no one yep. to help her. Zero, no fucking person, and that's what makes it great. Is because not only is it a masterclass in in making horror suspense, that shit could really happen, mm. um, and it has happened uh, in the past. So it will happen. Yeah. It, it will continue to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's you know the circle of Thank life. You. The but that is one of the best, one of the best horror scenes. That's a non slasher scene ever. The um so I that's one of my one of my favorites. Yeah. Anything else? That was definitely on my list as well. Um, I did want to briefly mention it. Like when I made my list, like I have the alien chest burster on there. I have the mm-hmm. jaws, but I did want to. I, as far as ones I wanted to bring up, I wanted to bring up more maybe lesser known ones. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. So David, score. Uh, ten. Ten. I love Jaws. You're making me rate Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am making you rate Jaws. That was my rating. Okay. The um, no. you, you, you get five shark teeth out of five point one shark teeth. <laughs> okay, David. 
Uh, so next one. Um, this one brings me great pleasure. Uh, House of Wax, Paris Hilton's kill. <laughs> ten. 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 All right. Yes, that's all you need to say. I don't need to say anymore. And no, no, we're Moving good. on. We're good. Zach. <laughs> um, also, an, an, another great movie with her, her face coming off. Um, Reaper the Genetic Opera. Everything else. You gotta get him to watch that. Dude, you would absolutely enjoy that. Anything else? It's super great. Just watch movies where Paris Hilton gets murdered, and then also yeah. Alexa Vega's in it, and she's, she's gorgeous. Um, uh, I think your wife's in love with her too. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Paris Hilton. Um, everybody give it a ten. Cool. Zach, go. All right. Um, Evil Dead twenty thirteen. Whoever the fuck the blonde chick was. Mm. I have no idea what her name in the movie is. I just know that this girl gets. Brutalized. So, starts off, she makes the dumb decision to go into the basement where you know the possessed sister is. Mm, of course. Yeah. Uh, gets locked in, so that's already going to start off with a good time. The possessed sister decides to cut her tongue in half and then make out in, oh, yeah, I remember that. in, the, in the girl's mouth. Nice. Boyfriend comes and saves her. She's stuck in the kitchen now. Um, I believe her hand also got bit as well. And then her hand starts like changing, getting infected and stuff like that, and she proceeds her- to... Yes, I believe that's her. What was her name in the movie? Elizabeth Blackmore. Elizabeth Blackmore, sure. Um, she proceeds to slice off her entire arm with, um, what is that thing you use to cut turkeys with during the Thanksgiving? bone saw. Yeah, well, yeah. not a bone saw, saw but it, it cleaved the entire arm off. And then she finally, yeah. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. And um, she dies brutally, painfully. Wakes up possessed and then gets uh, her head blown off with a double barrel shotgun. Nice. Nice. Out of everyone in that movie, she's the one who suffered the most. Shitty day for her. Um, uh, the um, did I tell you that story about uh, showing one of my coworkers that the the red band trailer for that? Um, I was little. I had the phone like this. I'd watched it a little bit before, and and this was even before trailer reactions were really that popular. But I would have loved to got her reaction. I had the camera and the phone like this and everything else, so I couldn't see the screen. I can hear everything and hear her talking and everything else. That scene comes up where she does the the, the, the thing and then she makes out with her and everything else. And all I hear from the other uh, see from the other side is, no, <laughs> no. What is she? What is she gonna do? No, 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 no. That's so messed up. The, uh, and that was great. Um, uh, I wish you got that reaction. I would have made so much money on have YouTube. Have we brought you through Ash vs. Evil Dead yet? The show? No. We haven't, we haven't, what do you mean brought it up? Or like, I have, I sh- have you watched it yet? Oh, I've, I, I, haven't, I haven't completed the whole the whole series. I watched the first season. Okay, so you've not gotten to season two yet. I have not gotten to season So you have not gotten to the morgue yet. No. I can't wait till you see the more. Fair enough. The um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I just haven't got a chance. I have stars now, so I can watch it. Good. The um, it's I, also on Netflix. Oh, that's right. It is on Netflix. Nice. All right, it's also now. on Blu-ray. Nice. So score for Zach, David. Nine. Cool. Brennan. I'll give his description of it an eight, but I'll give the kill itself a six, averaging a seven, just for the pure reason of. I really don't remember the movie all that well. Fair enough. Um, I will give it an 8.5 uh, as a grand total. Brennan, you're next. I'm going to go with a much lighter pick for this one. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is sort of a two-way tie because the kills are very similar, but I love them both 
for similar reasons, and that's the head explosion from Scanners and the full body explosion from The Fury. Um, the movies were released three years apart, The Fury in 1978, Scanners in 1981. Plots are very similar. Uh, Scanners, of course, is directed by David Cronenberg. The Fury is directed by Brian De Palma. Um, both movies, I think, are just kind of okay as a whole. But, of course, the head explosion from Scanners is great. I mean, you've, you've seen the artwork I got from Cavity Colors of that head explosion. Mm. And it's just like all the chunks of blood and skull and brain and everything in the head explosion is just phenomenal. And just like the actor as he, he's just like feels in his boom, um, which they had a shotgun on set for that. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's Ouch. how they made the boom happen. And then um, there's a full body explosion in the Fury and it's like scanners, the head explosion is like the catalyst for the plot, whereas the Fury, the full body explosion, is the climax of the story. And what I really like about the Fury is the movie's building up towards it, and Brian De Palma just shows it to you from every conceivable angle. <laughs> and you have John Williams music for the score. So why like, the hell not? It was the year after Star Wars, and... Yeah, so it's like John Williams did the score for the Fury, so it's like you get John Williams music to a full body explosion. Like they had, it took them I think three hours to get all the blood out of there and reset so, so they can get all the angles. Like, oh, nice, wow. yeah, nice. The uh, that's super sweet. David score nine and a half. Zach. Six point five. Cool. <laughs> it's very um, simple. The um, I enjoy that because I've seen that head explosion very much so. So I will give it a eight point nine. Um, uh, and I, you know, all right. So I'm gonna put my one ahead. Um, spoilers are definitely gonna happen just because I know the emotional outburst that's huh. gonna happen after this. Um, when I say that, the end of Cabin in the Woods. Everything that happens at the end of Cabin in the Woods. The uh, uh, that's that's all I need to say about that. The um all awesome. all the deaths all the uh, everything the chaos the riots yeah. everything that happens at the end the fuck it all scene as I call it um uh, what's your favorite one oh there's so many good ones in that um I, there are two that come to mind for me but I'm curious what you come um to. I okay so it is it, it's the two ones are when the elevators open for the very first time okay. and everything else and then of course the um the merman. Okay. The um those the, mer- the merman was one of the two. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Of. The um those are uh, my two favorite. What are you? Uh, what's your? What's your other one? <laughs> the unicorn goring. Again. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I do. And there was one I love, and it's such a subtle, subtle fucking nod. And I think Zach may be the only person that really knows that there was a subtle nod to the video game Fear. In the and, dude, there in was the a movie. lot of video game yeah. nods in that. Like you can see a tank from Left 4 Dead in one of the boxes. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Because what, what, weren't they supposed to have like a tie-in? With Left yeah, 4 Dead they were point? going to. I forgot how that deal fell through, but they still left them in there. It's just so far that you couldn't really like it pin enough details. Had something to do with the fact that the movie was shelved for like a year or two after it was filmed. Well, yeah, because because M because uh, MGM uh, went, went bankrupt and then Lionsgate mm. bought the rights for it. Yeah, that probably um, was the main I know in fear though, right, right with the end, um, when they're running out and everything else, the soldier is trying to get away, 
and the, the, the ghost girl from Fear is actually following... Alma? Or Alma, yeah, is actually following one of the soldiers. It's a very, very subtle nod, but you don't Yeah, that scene it. where you see all the boxes, there's a lot in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Cabin in the Woods, you haven't seen it? It's fucking awesome. See it. The, uh... David, score! Uh, nine. Nine. Zach, score! 7.5, you were too general. Eh, whatever. Ran it, score. Same as Zach. Cool. Um, but what about my two uh, my two kills though? How would you rate that? The Merman one I would probably rate an eight, and the Unicorn one seven point five. I don't know. Unicorn was mine. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying between the two, it's just like those. I I would have loved if they would have held and done more like individual kills instead of just like get them all in there as quickly as possible. Well, you know, I mean, the security cams did that though, um, for the most part. But they're security cams. I know, but you do see a lot of them though. You do see a lot of. We could have spent a whole hour in that room, that whole facility. Oh yeah, very satisfying. Definitely, but you know that's also going to take away from the chaos. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's part of the part of the fun of it. No, it isn't. Um, uh, so, David. Right. Um, next kill for me is a uh, current kill. Uh, Stephen King's. The remake, second part. Um, girl goes under the bleachers and... Wait, the movie's called The Remake? No, don't be a jerk. <laughs> it's Zach. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's gonna be, be... He's gonna be a dick. At it's gonna happen. At least one per uh, episode. <laughs> oh, at least, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, the... Um, you know, one of the girls... Uh, little girl goes under the bleachers it's and... Yeah, fucking sick. Yeah, and uh, Pennywise eventually launches and bites it's her su- head. It's super... It's really... It's super fucking, uh, like, clever... How they built that tension, yep. especially with the counting, and I was like, "This is really good. Yep. So, it's it's better than it, it's better than it probably should have, you know should have and could have been." Yep. Considering the movie as a whole had its problems, yeah. But the, I uh, really that was my, hope, one of my favorite kills, though. I really hope that the uh, video release for it, you know, includes extended, more unrated <laughs> versions of these kills because it was a really good setup and a really great kill, but. You know, it's just there, and then it's just gone. I'm just, just like, sh- yeah. show me payoff. There's Take, a lot of just, stuff. The, yeah. What are you doing? Like <laughs> the beginning was there are no payoff towards the end, but fair enough, fair enough. So but the uh, Zach score seven because I feel like it's a slasher. <laughs> fair enough. Brandon score. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like the movie, so <laughs> like it's I, a great. I, I judge I'm, it on the like, movie. It, it, it's a weird. This scoring thing is a little weird for me because on one point, the movie as a whole really did nothing for me. And I will say that was probably the most tension-filled part of the movie. Um, but it left me with no impact. So it's like, I'm glad you walked away with an impact from, from it. Yeah. Enough so that you'll call it one of your favorite non-slasher kills. So I don't want to take anything away from that. Mm-hmm. But it's... I literally forgot about it until you mentioned it. So it's kind of like... I'll give it a 5.5 straight down the middle because like I don't want to take anything away from you, but also I didn't care for the movie. So it's like, how, how do I score this? It's, yeah, that's one of the only things I cared about for the film overall. Fair enough, fair enough. So and then uh, and then we'll do we'll do one more uh, you know background to David and then we'll do one more after that. So cool. here and then so that's one more. two more, one more for him and two more for the rest of us. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. Zachary, your turn. All right, I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. The alien chestbuster scene. Uh, of course. The uh, uh, of course. Chestbuster. The... You said Buster. Chestbuster. Buster, Chestbuster. Booster. Who are you gonna booster. 
the uh, chest buster. I'm gonna call this <laughs> knife right here. And, Zach, uh, put uh, the knife away. The um, uh, yeah, um, I don't think there's really much else you need to say about that. It's such a beautiful, it's, iconic it's, scene. It's, it's fantastic. It, it was an ingenious. Stretches out more. I'm still trying to decide. Yeah. What else. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you picked the most obvious one. Like, there's not much to talk about. Like, I could talk I about know. how how awesome. The only other like, there's one other death scene. Talk about Veronica Cartwright's reaction to it. Oh my god! <laughs> she, she, she didn't know that that was gonna yeah, happen. She did not know it was gonna I don't happen. Think nobody knew it was gonna happen. This is true. Oh um, my! Uh, All those reactions were legitimate. There's a, well, the writers were standing in the back while Ranko is giggling like fucking scum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is, ac- that that is that. accurate. Oh um, my god! What is that? A possum? There. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a parody. Oh my god. Um, or the one from Spaceballs. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. You know, I wish Alien Covenant didn't <laughs> nice. rip that scene off. Oh yeah. yeah. The um, uh, there's one other death in that in that movie that it gets overlooked a lot because the ch- the chest. Bursters. The android death? No, 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 no. The the guy with the cat's death. I love. I I, I love, really. I love the tension mm. in that scene. I really. Love the tension in that scene. That. The um, uh, that's the one where where he's essentially the first guy to actually get killed by yeah, the full blown. Yes. I, I also considered putting the air duct in this, but it's also it happens off screen, and then the director's cut kind of destroys that. Well, there's that, and then also the thing that ruins that one for me is the alien goes hello. <laughs> yeah. Just hands out it like I I love it, but it's also just like hi. <laughs> Hug me. <laughs> That's essentially That's what it is. He turns around. He's just like, Daddy. The, the, <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're not evil. They're just misunderstood. They're misunderstood. Yeah, good direction, Ridley. The, uh, anyway, <laughs> won't be the first time he's messed up. Um, uh, Brendan. He's having trouble picking performance anxiety. Just close your eyes and point. Quick, um, Mark, grab the flag and let's get to the helicopter. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you, you fucking leave before anybody else gets there. Why would I even want to bother to run to that? Okay, so this one... Fuck you. Also, <laughs> Like, I have two left and there are three I want to talk about. Just, I will allow you, I will allow you to, to do two ones. To do but two I, ones? I'm, when we finish up, I'll just go through my list quickly. Just kind of power through it, but okay. I think I'm gonna go with this this one just because, like, I, I watched this one when I was going through college, so that was still the period of our lives when it's like we're watching the movies that are gonna influence us and everything. And I just thought this was just a really well shot death where it's like you don't. It's one of those things where it's like you don't see what happens, but you know exactly what happens. And that's the pool scene from the Swedish movie Let the Right One In, um, which is a vampire movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was remade as Let Me In in 2010 with uh, Chloe Moretz. Mm. Um, So you're you're just talking about the Swedish one? I'm talking about the Swedish one. Um, I've heard that one is vastly superior. I like them both, but I will give the edge to the original because of the pool scene. Um, Both movies have the pool scene, but the execution is ultimately the the results are the same, but the way they show it is different. And so what happens is the main kid in Let the Right One In, Let Me In, is basically being bullied throughout the movie. Um, something happens in the middle of the movie where he basically disfigures one of his bullies, and at the end when he's at the he's at basically the pool at his school just by himself. And this is after he kind of breaks up with 
the vampire girl. Um, the bullies come back, <laughs> but the one he disfigured comes back with his older brother. And basically, the older brother holds the boy, the main boy, under the pool. And is basically just trying to tell him, if you hold your breath for like five or six minutes, it's like one minute more than how long you can, the human body can actually go before you drown, essentially. And he's just holding the boy underneath. And it's like yeah. you see the boy underneath. The, it's an underwater shot. And you see the arm. And then all of a sudden, you just see this like this part of this body is flying on hot part way through the water with the boy eyes still closed and then this severed the severed arm of the boy's brother just kind of floats down oh shit. so it's like it shows you everything you need to know without actually showing you and it was just done really brilliantly because it's still staying with the point of view of the main character but still shows you everything you need to know about what's going on mm. Um, so basically, the vamp like it's the climax of the movie, and I kind of feel bad spoiling it for you guys because I think it's a brilliant movie, but I still think you guys should check it out. Could spoiler alert. I sh- probably should have. Um, in the <laughs> remake of Let Me In, um, the content of the scene is the same, but when the vampire girl comes in and kills the bullies, the cam- the scene does cut to above the pool so you see everything happen. Mm. And it's, yeah, you see everything that happens, but I feel like it lessens the impact. Um, both are still good movies, but I give the edge to the Swedish original. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, the, um, yeah, it's a tie for me. Um, Rate me, Mark. Two of them. Um, uh, oh, I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. look at you. You remembered already. David, rate him. Eight and a half. Nice. Zach, rate him. 8.1. 8. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give... You know what? You've actually made me want to watch this movie, so I'm going to give it an 8.5 for <clears> now. <throat> but when I, I, I imagine my score would probably go up once I actually watch the movie, because it sounds really good. Yeah. Um, the um, Your score right. lowered because of that dance. <laughs> all right, you know what? This... This movie is a is a uh is a eh movie. Um, uh, it, it's definitely stupid, but it, but the opening scene is fantastic. Um, specifically the um uh, the dance portion scene of Ghost Ship. Um, oh. the opening scene of, of that movie is fan fucking tastic. Um, and and the wire decapitation more more specifically is super fucking great. Um, uh, if you haven't, I, I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen Ghost Ship. I've seen the beginning of it. Okay. And then I He's seen the more. only part he needs yeah, to see. Only, yeah, I watched a little more of it and I just kind of got bored. I don't know what the um, fuck happened with that movie. Um, but it started bringing back my cruise ship PTSD. Yeah, it'll do that. Um, uh, the, um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, the opening scene of Ghost Ship, um, uh, the, I'm certainly not spoiling anything. There's a little girl who, um, who's on a cruise ship in the fifties, I guess. Um, uh, with uh, with her parents and the captain um, is gonna gonna dance with her. You it's know. the captain's toast dinner. The coast, yes, correct. Which they still had that even back then. They we did. still have it now. Yep, yep, yep. Still didn't get rid of it. So, um, and during the scene, a a wire um, is uh, is set above the whole dance floor, and somebody launches. You know, uh, it 
releases some kind of mechanism and it goes down and decapitates the entire no. fucking dance It doesn't floor. decapitate. It or, splits everybody from the waist wait. in half. Oh, well, some people from the waist half. Some people from half the head. Oh, well, the, because it was coming down. Okay, the, the, cap, the captain actually gets half of his head, like, like sawed off. And, and, like, and literally he's dancing, and it actually goes through his mouth. He's dancing with the little girl, and his head slides the fuck off. Um, it's, it's crazy awesome. Um, uh, it starts off with such a beautiful bang, and then... And then it kind of kind of fizzles out um, into a, a... Like, the only parts I remember about that movie were that scene, the red-dressed chick somewhere standing in a hall, yeah. and the very ending, which I don't even remember the context of the ending. I just remember every like people walking off a ship. All the souls get away, and then, and then it restarts, and then a decent song by um, uh, uh, Mud Evil. Um, there you uh, go. That is, that is it, bro. Um, 2000s ghost movie. Pretty much. Um, but that being said... Um, it was, it's a really, really solid opening scene. Um, I think everyone who sees it, it all says... universally agreed. Universally agreed on, on that. It's, it's a great opening scene, great effects, um, great tension. Um, everything that happens in the first five minutes of that movie is is fantastic. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the actual, you know, everything that happens after that, people are getting brutally murdered in the hallways while this little girl is getting chased down a hallway. Um, by like five other dudes, and then it, they, you know, push her into uh, one of the one of the actual rooms, uh, and then they close the door, and then you assume she gets killed after that. But it's but everything that happens in the first five minutes is, is great. It's it's just a great um, horror scene in general. So highly recommend seeing that first five minutes. David, score. I haven't watched it, so I'm gonna have to do an eight. Fair enough, Zach. Ten. It's a really damn good scene. I'll give it an eight. Um, it was a good scene. I do still want to see the full movie because I've been interested. In, I have been interested in seeing it because um, I actually have the American Cinematographer issue that covers it. Really? And I little do. fun fact: it beat out Attack of the Clones for the cover story. That is interesting and weird. <laughs> That's fucking. Yeah, say weird. what you want about Attack of the Clones. It's, it's better, a it, much better movie it's than be- Ghost Ship. It's, it's, it's probably better. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first five minutes is fantastic. Yeah, but, that's but, it. <laughs> but I would probably rather watch Attack of the Clones than watch t- fucking Ghost Look, Ship. Look, Attack of the Clones is Citizen Kane compared to Ghost Ship. Well, right? I, don't know, I don't know about all that, but the... Um, George um, Lucas decreed it. It is so. In but a, that was in, in a, relation to Rise of... S- Rise of Slappy? Rise of... Rise S- of... I don't... Goosebumps 3, Rise of Slappy. Nice. The, um, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's... Oh, God. I I, I want to read this issue just out of curiosity. Um, I, I want to borrow that from you. Or I'll read it while I'm here. Um, uh, so, i got to find it in all my stacks of American cinematography that I have. Um, I'll see it in a year. Um, uh, David, last one, last round. Uh, last one might be a spoiler if you haven't watched this film. But um, I'm going back to the faculty. All right. Um, towards the end, it's the ending. Um, Elijah Elijah Wood's character uh, captures the uh, the queen, basically to you know kill it. So if you don't know the uh, the story behind it, a parasite invades their high school. Uh, everybody's basically got this parasite as a host, so they're taking over the high school. 
Um, Elijah Wood's character is the only one who is not in the whole town. Captures the queen, kills the queen, shoves these, uh, like, I guess it's a drug that one of the high school uh, students made. Because he's a drug dealer or whatever. It's called scat. It looks co like cocaine, but <laughs> it's in the pen or whatever. So they, they find out um, doing research or whatever that it dries out the parasite. Mm, so nice. he, he's got like maybe like six or seven of them in his hand. And he's like, all right, it's time to die or whatever. And stabs uh, the, the big parasite queen in the eye and then shoots these like mini parasites nice. on Elijah Wood's face. So they're trying to enter his body through his face. And it's really cool. His performance sells it all. Um, you see the, um, I don't know if it's like CGI or whatever, but you can see like with the makeup, um, Elijah Wood's face is kind of swollen. You see the parasites going in. He's just screaming, ah, ah. It's really cool and disturbing. One of my favorite kills. Nice. I dig it. Zick! Uh, seven. Cool. Brandon. I'll give it a 9.5. I really like this one. I really like that you did a reversal of it's the main character killing the monster rather than the monster killing the character in this one. Oh, I did. That's cool, too. I agree. <laughs> I agree. The, um, uh, I'm going to give that uh, an uh, 8.9, sir. Uh -huh. The uh, It's going to be salad. Zachary! Focus! Oh, sorry. Um, last one. <laughs> he's talking to the cat again. Oh god, he's such a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> King Willie's death in Predator Two, and I go with that one because it was such a well shot, well sound designed. Everything about that scene was just set up so perfectly. The screen happens off camera, which is annoying. It's the only annoying part about it, but the way they set it up, Harrigan leaves with King Willie's gang members and um. He's just, he knows the fucking Predator's coming after him. And this Predator just jumps off the fucking rooftop, lands in this huge puddle, and makes this big, gigantic splash. King Willie turns around, he's like, oh, fuck. And then you get this low-angle shot of the Predator just walking and stopping in the puddle, just <clears> making <throat> his presence known. And he's just this menacing fucking character. And he gets up on King Willie, overshadows him, he draws his sword, and then the next shot is him holding... The Predator holding King Willie's head in the Predator show. Yes. The soundtrack to that, the way it was shot, the way they sound designed the Predator, Kevin Peter Hall's acting as the Predator, everything about that scene was perfect. The only thing that was stupid was they did the same thing they did in Predator 1, and they cut away from a, what probably would have been a... Well, actually, no, King Willie's death would have been pretty fucking quick, but still... <laughs> Okay. Like, out of all the Predator movies, that one uh, is my favorite just setup scene. Just like the fight we missed between the uh, the, the Native American dude and fucking Predator that they cut away from. Yep, Predator 1. Uh, uh, so, still, still pissed off about that. The, um, uh, David, score. Eight and a half. Nice. Brennan, score. I'm going to give it a five. My reasons being I don't remember any of Predator 2. But also, I don't really consider Predator 2 horror. I consider it sci-fi action. Um, so I would say the first two movies can be put in the horror genre. Everything else after that is just no. Well, you don't care for anything else. Um, <laughs> I give it an 8.0. 
Um, uh, the um, I have not. I, I don't. I actually have seen only bits and pieces of Predator Two, but I am such a massive fan of the first one that I automatically will bleed over a positive score from the first one. Yeah. So um, so good, sir. It's the final. Character. There are two that I'm deciding between. Pick, do them both. And just go with Sinister. <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny because both of these I have similar but different stories to in which there are two people on either side of me sitting next to me as I'm watching both of these uh, one both are situations where I wanted to share these movies with someone <laughs> Um, so I'll just briefly mention the one, but it's like one of the movies, the two people I was sitting next to just didn't like it. Uh, and the other movie, which is the one I'll be going over <laughs> soon. Um, but yeah, the one that my friends did not enjoy was the kid's death in Halloween three. That movie was so boring. I like the movie. Um, Tom Atkins is great in it, but he he couldn't save that movie. But no, it's uh, in that basically there are Halloween masks that are manufactured with witchcraft, and if you're wearing them while you're watching a certain commercial, you essentially your head essentially just like melts into like bugs and gross stuff, and it's they pretty much the first brutal kill there i believe there are other kills that are of like robots and stuff earlier on but very um, simple stuff the first actual human kill i can think of in that movie was a kid and it was a pretty shocking kill it was pretty well done but the one i really want to talk about um and actually now that i think about i have three different stories involving this movie um so i'll start with the I'll, i'll build up to what this movie is um, but the history of this movie starts with, um, I know what it is. I watched the movie on my own and it became a, I need to show this to people kind of movie. Uh, the first people I showed it to was Zachary here and our friend Wes. Um, and the movie sent Wes on an entire emotional breakdown. And then I watched this movie again in preparation for our second episode of this podcast where we talked about body horror and Mark walked in on this scene, which takes place in the oh last God. 15 minutes and sent him on a whole emotional rant during that podcast. The Check out our second episode about body horror if you'd like to hear that. It is well worth your time. He pulled his head out of his own ass. We're, we're, we're getting to that. Um... <laughs> And then the third time, we saw a film print screening of this at Music Box. <laughs> David's still trying All to get over All of us were there. I had him on my right side, Jill on my left side, and I believe they were the only two who hadn't seen any of the movie. So I sat between the two people who had never seen, who had no idea what was coming at all. And I could hear both of their reactions. I could see both of their faces. I was never so happy in my life. At least during that week. Um, 
Oh, I I don't think our friendship was ever the same after that one. We're still friends. But no, so it, the it movie... came close. The movie nice. I don't want to leave our audience in suspense, but the movie is of course Brian Usna's Society. Society. And I'm talking about the let's get to the bottom of this. Oh god. <laughs> Where basically the shunting they kill the one kid and it's just goes beyond that and it's like just the makeup in it and the bizarreness and the reactions you see from the audience during it um and it's like it's funny because there's always little intricacies in that scene that i pick up every time i see it um the last time i saw it when we're in the theater it's um the mayor before he pretty much reaches into uh the kid's butthole and yeah um he points out he's got this little mole on his cheek and then after they're done eating absorbing whatever shunting him um the mayor has that little mole you on didn't him know, you didn't notice that i, I never noticed I, that I, I i noticed that the first time we I, the, when i watched it yeah oh like God. i i noticed the mayor pointing out the, the mole afterwards but I, I never noticed him pointing out the mole on the kid beforehand oh my god um, oh that fucking movie I've never had a bad experience watching that movie. My favorite part about seeing that movie in the theater is I was just looking at the crowd, and you could tell it's just like you could tell who'd seen it before. They they were no, no like so they're bringing this person who's clearly never seen it before. That soccer mom is in for one hell of a surprise <laughs> in five minutes, and it's just like that's that's essentially what it was. Everybody was bringing somebody, and it was somebody who who were never... you sitting next to during the screening? Me. Just him? I think it was him and Vinny. Him and Vinny? Okay. Yeah, but Vinny, and Vinny, funny enough, had already seen it. Yeah. Before. Yeah. The, um, uh, I think Vinny was the first person I met who'd actually seen it prior without any, like... Any previous knowledge yeah. and everything else. Um, I, I feel sorry for you. Like, I got to sit next to two people who had no idea what was coming. And they Are you both kidding? Had... I had a blast because he saw, he didn't see the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he didn't I, see everything. I, he no, only I... saw the... The, the fuck it off. He didn't see the build up. Yeah, yeah I didn't he see didn't the see the fuck me eyes originally. <laughs> there was some serious yeah, like Nala yeah. from Lion King fuck me eyes, like hardcore serious. Fuck the only me thing eyes. that would have made that screening better is if Wes would have showed up because you just <laughs> Wes and Kalen. I, uh, I've, yeah, I've got another movie. We got to show yeah, Wes. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that's we'll for, that. I, that's for another day and everything else. David score. 10. 10. You guys enjoyed it. Dude, you know, and I got to give it a 10. And actually, yeah. and, and the one thing I was going to mention, though, is we all joke about it and everything else, but I, I really, it's undeniable how effective that scene, that particular thing that you're talking about, because, you know, we're the fans of the Evil Dead and bad things happen. That dude dies badly. Yeah. Badly. Like, suffers for a long period of time before. He finally turned inside out. Like, badly. Like, they go into all areas of his fucking skin. Yep. Like, he dies badly and painfully. So, the, um, I may, we never, it never find out what shunting really is in life. Um, uh, it is an actual word. Um, so before you do yours, I'm gonna just power through the rest of my list or do I power <laughs> through after you do yours? Brandon, uh, power through yours, buddy. Okay. I know, because um, he's, he's going to want to anyway. I have 
1931 Boris Karloff Frankenstein, where he kills a little girl, throws her into the mm, pond. Yep. Um, just historical significance for that one. Uh, we've talked about the Jaws opening scene, of course. Uh, there's the prom scene from Carrie. Mm, um, yes. There's that first silver ball kill from Phantasm, where it's just like the guy's brains get splurted out everywhere. Alien Chestburster, as we discussed. Um, from Zombie, uh, the girl getting her, her eyeball. Just, we, we, I had the shirt that I wore during the Tony interview. Um, the defibrillator scene from The Thing, of course. Of course. Um, there's the villain dying at the end of Day of the Dead, just getting his guts ripped out. Um, there's the hospital scene from Exorcist 3. Um, there's the finale of The Ring, of the girl crawling out of the TV to kill the guy. There's the finale of Sinister. There's the finale of Oculus. Um, those are the two movies I already talked about earlier, where it's the whole movie's building up to the kills. Right. Um, so after that little AV mishap we just had, coming back from fixing that. Brandon's going to power through his list. Um, yeah, Sinister and Oculus are the two movies I was talking about that were just building towards the kill. And then the last one on my list is just because of how much I love the shot, uh, that second family getting killed all at once in Us. Mm-hmm. I really love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll never listen to the Beach Boys the same ever again. And you won't listen to M- NWA the same way again either. <laughs> nice. They just remember in the theater, Mark, just going. Dude, I was so right. excited. Uh, Everybody's just looking at him like, oh my God. All right, I got last two. Uh, last two. Since Brandon fucking piled his. That's the monitor. All right, cool. Um, I don't uh, know why it's doing that when the charter said the monitor battery is at 100%, but. Who knows? Um, so I got two last ones, ones that I really, I really, actually, you know what? I'm going to do three. Um, uh, the Cloverfield with the, when the girl explodes, um, uh, which I really, really dig. Um, uh, it's, it's up or down for most people. I really dig it. Um, uh, I think it adds really, really good tension to the movie and it's a really cool scene. Um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, I do love, uh, the two deaths from the Omen. Um, it's all for you, Damien. And then also the head decapitation from that which I think is pretty is pretty cool um, and what I love man because it's fucking hilarious um, is the blender from Unfriended <laughs> and the fat kid that gets that puts his, shoves his hand shoves his hand directly into a fucking blender wow. and then cracks the blender and then puts his own neck into the blender it's um, so fucking stupid but it's so great <laughs> Highly, highly recommend it. Oh um, uh, the unfriended is is a lot of fun. Like we talked about before, um, I would still see it uh, just because those people are terrible and it's fun to watch them die. Um, uh, the um, but yeah, that's um, uh, that's David. Last score for Brandon and for me. Let's see, uh, Brandon, we did his was we did five. we did his yeah, never mind. Did. Uh, 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 for me, you eight, Zach seven. Uh, which one am I rating? Uh, do all, uh, do all three. Uh, Cloverfield, 6.5. Cool. Um, Omen, 8.5. Yep. Um, Unfriended, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, so... 2.2. Sweet, (laughs) sweet. Alright, that's, well, and I think that's, that's actually a pretty awesome topic. Um, uh, the, um... 
Go ahead and uh, put your your favorite in the in the comments below. We'd love to uh, hear favorite about it. Favorite non slasher horror movie kills. Also, tell us what you think your personal <laughs> guidelines for what constitutes a slasher yeah. movie is. Because clearly, all three please. of our definitions are different. Are we? Are, there are four of us here, Zach. Yeah, I always forget. Hey, or better yet, we, about me. the uh, <laughs> it's okay. the uh, or apparently, you know, we don't. Or, yeah, it's, it's, don't it's because you're a transfer student. Uh, <laughs> you don't even go here. The um, uh, exchange student. <laughs> your, your your credits don't don't apply here, sir. Um, you guys, uh, I'm going out. The uh, damn. Oh, just sit down. <laughs> just sit down, you big. So that's two of us who have left during this podcast. <laughs> two were broken. Two remain. Alrighty, so uh, it is time for Mark's uh, question of the podcast. Oh, we still have whole two other sections to go through. For we this one. do, we do. This should... All right, no, we're doing the question of the podcast. That's it. This thing's already way too damn long. The uh, it's pretty long. Yeah. Um, make, uh, make the answers quick. Um, you know what? All right, so this, this should be decently quick. Um, uh, the what is a horror movie that you uh, uh, that most people love? that you find incredibly bad or incredibly just fucking hate it. It's stupid. You don't care for it altogether. Um, uh, I know, I already know your answer. Um, uh, but, um, I am very much looking forward to hearing all of your answers. Hmm. So come back to me. Fair enough. One. Zach <laughs> scream. I, I, again, don't understand why there's way worse ones out there. Yeah. Because it single handedly ruined the slasher genre. <laughs> I, I, it, no, it didn't. It actually, Arguably the horror movie genre. It actually brought back the horror yeah, genre. You was, can think that. It, it was sucking pond water. You can think that all you want. I can name a few, actually. The, uh, There's like two of them that I, I walked out of theaters. That fair enough. Loved fair it. Enough. Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which is freaking terrible, but I, everybody loves I, that. I was going to say, no, I think the first one people enjoyed. It's the second one that everybody... I, I don't think I've heard a single I, person say they like the second round. I would round say the on. first one split right down the middle. Yeah, because I know I remember. I don't like it. I remember when I, I first saw it. I enjoyed it. Like it but mm -hmm. I know people that don't like it. The second one's the one that I'm pretty sure. No so likes. pick and choose first or second round <laughs> <Rob> zombies Halloween. <laughs> You, you bet, you so, bet. Just to be fair, Halloween does not have a great track record at all for its movies, so there's that. The, um, uh, so, Brennan. Audition. Okay. The Japanese movie Audition. Okay. And big, a lot of big fans of that. It's, like, I first heard of that movie on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments, and it was ranked at, like, number 12 or 11, mm. and that's what made me want to see it. And I heard nothing but good things about it. And, like, it was about a year, year and a half, two years maximum after I saw that clip of it on the Bravo channel um, before I actually did get to see it. Mm. And I finally saw it. And in all honesty, other than the scene that they showed, nothing really had. Like, I was just really bored by it. Like, mm. it's like with, like with Zach with Scream. He was bored by Scream. I was bored by Audition. And it's other than the famous moments from it, I, I don't think there was a whole lot of story there. Fair enough, fair enough. The, um, I'm going to be super basic about this, because um, it's fucking obvious, but I think it needs to be stated. Um, any of the paranormal activity after the first one mm. are fucking terrible. Um, and for some reason, they're extremely successful and people flock to them. I don't know if it's the fact that people liked them. It's just people are like, what the fuck are they doing now? 
You know what though? But even even then though, like I, it's I, not. I, yeah, it, I don't know how many times you can pull that fucking trick. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, all of the spinoffs of the Conjuring, they're all terrible. Yeah. The um, uh, whether or not you want to be, you know, a, 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 you know, I Conjuring uh, the I have not seen part two. I've heard good things, but I've seen Conjuring one. I enjoy it very much. Um, I think. How have you not seen part two? With how I, much you praise the first? One? I just you know just didn't have a good chance. Same thing with Predator. Um, uh, you're gonna change that. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sure. But that being said, though, I I've seen the Nun. I've seen Annabelle. I they're terrible. Have um, you seen the prequel sequel to the Annabelle? No, uh, I have not. I, have you seen the sequel to the prequel of the sequel? That that hurts my head. Um, That's uh, apparently what it is. Um, uh, I have not that cared for the uh, for either one of those, but apparently there's a, incredibly popular because they're incredibly successful. So um, I still need to watch all the Annabelle. You know, the funny, the funny thing about um, this is that I've I've heard people say they're they're bad, but but they're my friend group. My friend group is all you know cinephiles. So, but apparently though, I look at the box box office you know receipts, and they're extremely successful. So I can only, you know... I mean, bad people go watch bad movies all the time. But to that degree of success, though, is, is truly... I'm just is saying. It's truly mind-blowing. Um, what the hell was that movie? The, the fucking Wish movie? Wish Upon. Yeah. That movie was in my theater for way longer than it should have been. I watched it on been. Amazon Prime. Hmm. <laughs> Little girl's dad is a dumpster diver in the movie. Sweet. That's the thing that happened. Yeah, everybody walked out of that movie. Nobody liked it. They still went to see it because it was well a horror movie in theaters that they could all watch from the director, the yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The um, and, and that's then, everything you need to know. And then he's the, a really good DP though. Not a good director. I was gonna say just because really you're a good, good DP, DP doesn't mean you're a good director. This is true. true. Um, and the last the last one I'll add to that because and I I already bring it brought it up today, but I think it's important because it's part of my part of this topic is your next. Um, and your next is incredibly popular with a lot of people, and and I do not see what people are seeing it. I just don't. It, it's funny because I remember seeing so much advertisement for that movie that as soon as it released, dead. Yeah, you know. And but again, even as you know, even with people, you know, it being dead, people it bring it gets brought up in top ten lists all the time. The uh, people bring it up in their favorite horror movies all the time, and and I go. I don't know what the fuck the director you see. that's doing the new King Kong versus Godzilla. Interesting. I, I've seen his, a lot of his other work. I and am not familiar. It sounds like he, he has a 50-50 track record. Mm. So an interesting director, to say the least. Um, he did Netflix's Death Note, which oh. I I did not hate that. I hated the last 20 minutes of it. I thought, well, actually, I wouldn't say I hated it. I just thought the whole Ferris wheel thing was really dumb. Um... And I felt like they were trying to wrap up the whole story because of it rather than let it... I think they should have tried to make it a, a franchise show? and let it build. I think they um, should have made it a show. Yeah, probably. Live action show would have been a... Miniseries. Miniseries, yeah, like, you know, like just a few episodes. That's fine, too. Six to ten episodes maximum. Keep it short and simple. Depending on what storylines you it's, want It's a long story um, that you can't just cram into that. Yeah. And then also... Uh, here's um, the thing. I, the, the characters were also... The only good character I liked in that movie was the investigator. And Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I hated he, the kid who played... Yeah. Did they even call him White in the movie? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It's um, it like... I, I knew the movie was going to be terrible the moment he saw the Shinigami and screamed like a little girl. It was like... Aah! It's like... 
And this there, is where we're going. There are things I like about the movie. I don't think it's... Does it do the anime justice? No. I will agree with that. It does not do the anime justice. But are there still good things in the movie? I would say yes. I, I think there are a lot of positive aspects. Maybe not a lot, but there are positive aspects about the movie that I feel a lot of people just completely ignore. And I know I... I Put that, like if I had to rate it one to ten, I'd give the movie like a five, maybe five point five, six on a good day. Like it's right in the middle for me. But I just feel that there are positive aspects that people just flat out ignore. And I'll agree there are negative things that should be talked about, but let's talk about the positive things as well, is all I'm saying. Um, he also did the remake of the Blair Witch Project. The sequel. Or I was about to say that. He did the new Blair Witch. Um, there are aliens and time travel in it. Shaky Cam 9000. Uh, the first 10 see. minutes was the worst Shaky Cam I'd ever seen. I can't say I was bored by this one. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this movie. Um, say what you will about the marketing for the first one. The movie itself is boring and I did not like it. So, okay, you can add that to my list along with Audition. But... Yeah, Audition just hurt more because I was looking forward to that one more. Um, but yeah, mind. his Blair Witch is not a good movie, but it I was not bored by it. I will say that <laughs> much. Um, but then he also did another movie called The Guest, which I really liked. I heard wonderful things about that movie. I really like it. Uh, excellent performance. Basically, it's the Terminator if the Terminator wasn't a time-traveling robot, if it was an actual person. And it was... I, I really like it. Nice. I heard great things about that. I wanted to see it. Yeah. The um, I'll have to I'll have to catch it and everything else. So that I guess that and that definitely concludes my question of the podcast. All right. So that's uh, Mark's question of the podcast. Um, we were going to talk about the production of Living Nightmares episode three, but because of everything, we needed to catch up on because this was our first wow. actual episode in a really long time that wasn't an interview or. Our last one that we did was our anniversary like two, special two done at a convention. Yeah, that's a lot. Two um, More than that. Three months? More than that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. So it's it's good to be back to Great regular to format. Um, I think we liked catching up with each other a little too much. Yeah. Um, but yes, we're going to record another episode in the very near future covering production of Living Nightmares Episode 3. Uh, so keep an eye on keep an eye out for that uh, and then our next episode after that we've actually got a few more guests lined up already absolutely um so those are coming soon um so yes yeah, so our next episode will either be another interview or will be an actual legitimate back to format podcast podcast, podcast without all the catch up that we needed to do this time fair enough all right so real quick as as per tradition david final thoughts don't final thoughts. Cool. Zach, final <laughs> thoughts. Squirrel. I figured. Brandon. It's good to be back. Yeah, the uh, it is it is great to be back. Um I, the I thought our camera went off for a second. Um it is great to be back. Um uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Um and tell all of your aunts, brothers, uh, aunts, uh, sisters, uncles, uh, best friends and neighbors all about our awesome channel. You can find us on Midwest Horror Network. Everywhere, pretty much. Facebook, Instagram. And on YouTube, of course, where you can find all these lovely podcasts. Thank you so much, as, as always, and we'll see you soon. Bye.